The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books, and your weekly conversation about pop culture and entertainment. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from the Fantastic Forum studios in Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night as the case may be, depending on wherever you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, on Skype, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. That was some baby-making intro. <laughs> Indeed it was. Indeed it was. <laughs> Next, we have our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? And as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking to you all about the Marvel Marvel's Avengers beta that happened this past weekend. We are going to be talking to you all about the comic book titles that we would publish if we were editors in chief or editor in chiefs at DC Comics. And we are going to bring you some reviews of uh, Junji Ito's uh, Smashed and Cat Diary. So we got all that and plus whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. Uh, well, but I guess 
and, and we'll tell you how it is that you can let us know what you want to talk about and how you can in, get in with the show in just a moment. Um, but before we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, who without him, this show wouldn't be possible, wouldn't be in existence. So thanks, Scott. We appreciate you, buddy. Um, yeah. I, I forget. Do Are we doing the intern? Is the intern yeah. happening? All right. The intern, ladies and gentlemen, the intern. <laughs> Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com. Join the party. You know you want to. I know I want to. I fucked up. I didn't time it right to say uh, fantasticforum.live. It's it's okay. Fantasticforum.live is where you need to go, people. If you want to jump into the chat room, uh, if you want to go ahead and, uh, um, well, yeah, go to fantasticforum.live. You can see the live stream there if you want to, right? Uh, yeah, that you can watch the stream there. You could catch our other episodes and yeah, join us oh. in the social media stuff. All, all types. Basically, everything that we do, you can mess with at fantasticforum.live. So go there. You can jump into chat. You can jump into the show. You can watch the show, whatever you want. Mess with it there. So, uh, yeah, we want you to do that. We're encouraging you to do it. Um, you know, for those of you that don't know, uh, it, it's been a little warmer than usual in California. So forgive me. I'm using a, a new webcam, uh, cur courtesy of Moses Magnum. Appreciate you helping me out with that, buddy. Um, but and I'm trying a slightly different setup and whatnot with some new angles. But you, if you all can see beads of sweat, you know it's like I'm sorry. I don't. I should have had a, 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 a some sort of handkerchief or something. I don't know. I'm sitting here like, man, it is hot. But I'm always hot, so. Luckily, that camera is not that high quality. Okay, good. Good. Thank God for SD. No. <laughs> so, you know, ho hopefully, you know, it's not offending anyone. But if it is, hey, God, oh, we listen, we might have just lost a listener. Like, oh, no, <laughs> it's like enough of this. Enough. I agree. I agree. So, uh, gents, everybody's doing good. You all ready to get into it? Okay. Tire Client Chat says a uh, new Fantastic Forum intro. Yes. Yeah. Hey, look, cur courtesy of none other than Jay. Jay, man, I like it. Oh, thank you. I, I didn't actually get the chance to hear it uh, beforehand. So that was my first time, like, hearing that. And it's like, I heard, of course, the you you shared with me a bit of the, um, you know, it. It is infancy, like what it was, you know, what you were messing with beforehand. So I knew what track you were on. Uh, but to hear it finished, I was like, oh, dude, that's really nice, man. I don't listen. I don't know where you've been hiding this talent, but I'm happy it surfaced. <laughs> listen, qu quarantine is one of those quarantine gems, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I actually made a video to go with it just to as like an intro, but mm -hmm. it's it's just like a proof of concept. I'll send it well, to you. Yeah, please do, man. I would love to see that. Because, you know, when we see... the music, like if there's a, you know, like a TV show, we're doing video now. So you got to see something while the music is playing. Indeed. Indeed. 
I, I do see Hexzilla in chat. Hexzilla says, I'm watching. Be happy. LOL. <laughs> that does make me happy. <laughs> I'm glad Hexzilla's here. I'm also seeing uh, Tiger Claw, of course, which you mentioned already, too. Tiger Claw says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? DC Fandom is happening this Saturday. Any ideas on what uh, we, they might be yeah. unveiling? And what kind of announcements uh, are you expecting? I have no expectations for DC's fandom. <laughs> is that wrong? Well, they're on, like, damage control for firing, like, everybody. Like, they right now, they don't know what they're doing. Supposedly, we're still getting that 5G Batman by the dude from 12 Years a Slave, but I think that was a surprise to him. <laughs> I'll be honest. There were, like, three uh, comic book conventions this weekend, and I went to not one of them. Like, Wait, this past weekend? Yeah. Oh, okay, and they were all virtual, I take it. Yeah. Okay. And I, I didn't go to any one of them. Do you remember what they are? I don't I don't even know what we're talking about. What I missed? Uh, New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con was this past weekend? Like virtual New York Comic Con? Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, no idea. Damn. They must not be marketing that at all, huh? Well, the thing is, they were supposed to do it in person. And... They after fan backlash because people from all over the country can't just go there, right? Like they're doing it anyway, and then everybody got mad and then they canceled it. Mm. Okay, so they were planning on just doing in person, yeah. And 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 at the last minute, they had to make it virtual, right? So that's New York was open though, right? New York's open, right. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, people can't go from anywhere just like that, you know? Well, they should have did it local. But th that's what they're going to do, but the people that bought tickets were mad from other states. That's what, oh. like, that's what I'm telling you. Like, Why don't they, you just refund those people, though? Or they could be mad. It's not about the money. They're just like, hey, you can't have the convention if I can't come? People aren't trying to give money back right now because they can't survive without that money they got in advance. So they, they just did it virtual and their tickets are going to be worth something next year. If oh. so. Sometimes people just want to be a part of shit. Like, there's this one story. Uh, there was a There Might Be Giants concert. Mm -hmm. And part of the audience stands, like, collapsed. And a bunch of people had to go to the hospital. And when the band after the show, they were upset because not because of the collapse, but because they missed the rest of the show. <laughs> what? I, I just I don't understand. Like, don't get me wrong. I could totally get the idea of being disappointed that you can't travel to attend New York Comic Con. I, I understand that. What I don't understand is if the state happens to be in good enough shape for that to have that event to happen live, why would you be mad because the state's doing it live still? Like let let the people who can like there's a whole city of people that are that a whole city of comic book fans that haven't gotten the opportunity to do anything for the last you know five six months that would like love to go. To a comic book convention, and if they can, why not let them? <laughs> well, uh, <the> thing... <laughs> go into town with that water, Jay. Stay hydrated, brother. Stay hydrated. Oh, I got you. 
I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I was just like, well, damn it, where did that even come from? It was just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Go ahead. I, see, this I'm is, out of cups. That way, hey, man, look, this is what happens when you get into the video era. <laughs> okay, continue, Moses. What were you going to say? I'm sorry, brother. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, 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 people want to go, and if some people don't get to go, it's a then, problem. Yeah, it's the same reason why we all hate Twilight. We don't hate it because it's a crappy movie, we hate it because it ruined our Comic Con. You know what I mean? I, I would just like go on the record and say I, I don't hate Twilight. Uh, I, like, just, I think mostly because I don't give Twilight that much energy. <laughs> but I do understand what you're saying in the sense that, yeah, like Twilight took over Comic-Con like for like a year or two. Um, but I wouldn't even hate it for that. That's like, honestly, like it wasn't Twilight the same year Scott Pilgrim happened? No. I wasn't the same? So. Oh, okay. The year after. Oh, okay. Twilight was before, but yeah. yeah, that's just that's just how it goes, man. Like you know, they basically New York Comic Con had the attitude of like, "Fucking, we're doing it," and that's it. They didn't they didn't ask the people that bought tickets like, "Hey, you know," they just and that. But all this to say, that's why you didn't know. That's why they didn't promote because they had mm. planned for a virtual experience. Wow, I, I definitely would have. You know, mess with that if I had known it was happening. Yeah, because New York, New York, not only is New York Comic Con, at least from from what I've heard, uh, a good convention, but you know, it's it's a convention I've never had the opportunity to participate in in any shape, form, or fashion, just because I'm not over on the East Coast like that during that time. I'm never uh, in chat says I'm indifferent towards Twilight. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's the general, at least, well, not not general, because you're right. There are there are people out there that are not big fans of Twilight. I, I saw the first one, I think. It's not, it wasn't a great flick. But it wasn't awful. Like, no, no, I didn't say that. Even worse. It was, no, it was, absolutely. Say, say it again, Mo? It was a good superhero movie. Oh, I don't know if I would say that. Yeah. You think There's so? A dude, a dude with powers that falls in love with a chick that has nothing special going on. Whoa. What, wait a minute. What are you trying to say about our heroines in these comic book movies? Oh, I'm talking about Thor. Oh. First Thor okay. movie. Okay, listen. Jane Foster about to show you, though. <laughs> she about to show Listen, she going to make you eat those words <laughs> in Love and Thunder. <laughs> Well, yeah, in the in the movie now, but not in the first one. I mean, yeah, that's listen, a totally separate movie. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying, you you're talking about the character like they brought her back for Endgame just to get some juice out of her. What does that mean? Jane uh, Foster came back for Endgame, but didn't do anything there either, except. Lay there while a raccoon juices her, milks the uh, ether out of her. I mean, that happened off screen, right? Did, did that happen on screen? Oh, there. 
They showed her on screen. No. Okay. Tiger, Tiger Clown chat says Twilight did start the whole adapting young adult novels into movies. So, yeah, I guess it probably does deserve a little hate for that. I mean, was Twilight pre Harry Potter? Yeah, but that didn't. That was that wasn't young adult. That was a little kitty shit. Oh, does does Harry Potter not count as young adult? No, that was children. No, it is, but <laughs> than young adult. You you froze for a second, Jay. Say I, that sentence one more time. Oh, it's it's more on the fantasy side than the young adult side, as opposed to Twilight with the with vampires and the werewolves. Yeah, that's more on the young adult side. Oh, dude. Okay. Like, the characters are young adults. Harry Potter are little kids. That's yeah, Harry Potter... Harry Potter like, doesn't become young adult till like, the third or fourth book. And movies till like, the seventh. <laughs> Listen, everybody in Harry, in Harry Potter was of age by the third movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, Harry Potter is more in line with, like, the Narnia books than, like, your Hunger Games. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. That's an interesting distinction. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I probably haven't put enough thought into all of this. So, it's like, I, in my mind, I think about, like, Harry Potter, Narnia, uh, uh, Twilight, and Hunger Games all in the same pot for the most part. But I, I, I can see the distinction you all are making. Where I it's like, put, you know. I haven't put that much thought into it either, but it's my job to have an opinion. Indeed. Indeed. It's like, I get it, where you're like teen angst. You're like, yeah. Narnia and Harry Potter doesn't have teen angst until much later. Uh, Whereas uh, Twilight uh, Twilight and, and Hunger Games starts off on, with teen angst. Go ahead, Oz. A, a little bit uh, off topic, but along the same thread, because it just like literally yesterday, last night kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we always hear the joke of, oh, that guy's, that guy's 30 playing a high school student. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just recently found out that the girl that plays Wildcat in Stargirl is 28. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. wow. I, I am shocked. That yeah, Oz, she, she looks pretty young. young. Oh, what you saying? Uh, I'm just shocked that Oz still manages a way to talk about Stargirl even after it's over. <laughs> You know us. You know us, buddy. Listen. Wait till we talk about our DC books. It's interesting because um, it's so funny. You know, we were watching this last, Nia and I were watching this last season of Flash. And Nia was like, like, I don't know, like, spoiler alert if you're not current with Flash or whatever. Uh, But there's, in, in some of these latter seasons, the the daughter of Barry Allen and and Iris comes from the future. What? I'm not current. I you, you didn't hear me say spoiler alert? No, you cut off. Oh well, look, no, that's no, your. No. I'm about to say, I'm like that. Look, I'm blowing down your internet. No, <laughs> but yeah, and so Nia is like super hating on this chick. Because <laughs> she's like, she's like, man, that girl's older than them. And I was like, 
I mean, I don't know if that chick is older than them. You know, I'm sitting here like, come on, like she does. She looks. She looks like a like like a. She's not. She's probably not a kid, obviously, because you know, anytime you cannot pay a child, you use an adult. So I, I'm sure she's an adult, but I'm like, she's not older than them. And sure enough, I went to. I looked it up, and she is in fact older than both Barry and Iris. Uh, not not combined. But definitely older than both of them. And I was like, man, I was like, you were right, Nia. Which, you know, I guess this goes back to the point, like, Nia's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're so surprised. And listen, I, it's not it's not her correctness I'm surprised by. It's my continued stupidity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's when what it, I'm... That... When it comes to me and Nia, we're never wrong. <laughs> You see how they do? <laughs> All right. Let's get in, let's get into this uh Marvel's Avengers beta. So this this past weekend was the open beta on PlayStation 4 and the pre-order beta for Xbox for Marvel's Avengers game which has been much hyped. Um I I, I want to say I feel like the first time they talked about this game period or the first announcement was um I guess maybe like it, it must be like twenty like seventeen. I feel like like was the teaser, and it was like Marvel Avengers, which you know, I think at that time we were all thinking like, oh wow, okay, cool, we're gonna get like a game in line with you know in time for these movies, <laughs> you know. Or wait, when did when did those movies come out? Uh, like twenty twelve. No, no. What about the last two? Oh, 2019 and 2018. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mo. Not the first movie. <laughs> the, the movies that would be coming out after the game got announced, Mo. That, that, those movies. We, you know, I know personally, I thought we might get a, a, a game in line with one of those movies, which I'm not the dude that's like, hey, games need to come with movies. I'd rather a good game than... A, a, a mediocre game that came out during the time the, the marketing scheme for the movie and all that but you know that they announced it so that was what everybody thought and then it was you know it was announced that it was going to be like square enix and i know for you know a lot of people were like oh man is this going to be like an rpg which i was like man it would be kind of cool to get an avengers rpg which i was certain it was probably going to be like actiony rpg um but you know i was like ah you know, you take what you can get. But it turned out that what we ended up getting was a third-person action looter game. Uh, you know, yeah, you can't say looter shooter, right? Unless you're Iron Man. No, Maybe you're, if you're it's Iron all, Man. It's all shooter. I know, like... It's all you know, shooter? Playing as Hulk, like, the best thing to do is just do the Gears of War, take cover, aim, and throw rocks. And then when I played as um, Kamala Khan, that's the same thing. Like, I just hit L, the, the aim button, and then the trigger button, and boom, just punch off far away. Like, that, that even with Abomination, like, I felt like that Abomination fight should have been more like the boss battle from the first God of War. And mm. it wasn't that. Like, even with the Hulk and the Abomination. I, I literally, I was just jumping and doing that hit, powering up, and then 
throwing rocks at them. Like, mm. in, in every character, you play like that. When I played as, as Black Widow, I just shot my guns. When I played, when I was Thor, I just shot my hammer. When I was Captain America, I just shot my my shield. Shield. Like, it, it, it's the same control scheme for every character, and it's just a shooter. It's a shooter disguised as like versatile gameplay, depending on what character you play as. But mm. it really, like, I would, I wish it would have been an Avengers Academy game, and you just play unknown people trying to get into the Avengers, and then you know figure it out from there. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Avengers Academy game. Wow. That's a concept for you. Like, and don't get me wrong, it's like like just sitting here thinking about that, it's like obviously there would be people that it's like, well, if I if I'm getting an Avengers game, I don't know if I want to play as people that aren't people I know. But at yeah. the same time, it would be kind of cool the idea of like, especially if they use like some of the characters that actually were in like Avengers Academy. Like even if they took some liberties, that would be really interesting to me. Yeah. But that—that's <coughs> me speaking as a comic fan, of course. You <coughs> so you can't get COVID over YouTube, right? Uh, maybe it's—it's <coughs> it's pretty virulent. <coughs> Let me put my mask on. Um, Oz, you got to play the beta. What were your thoughts on Marvel's Avengers? Meh. It was okay. <laughs> not something I was going to buy. Not something you would buy. funny. Huh? What? Well, What'd you say? Funny? It's funny because in my head, I was like, if I was Oz, what would I say about this game? And I feel like your response was almost verbatim what I thought in my head. And so it makes me laugh. Right. Because... Because you're I my friend and I know you. Like, huh? I, I might, I might pick it up like next year when it's in the yeah. quarter bin. Just the quarter, to, the quarter bin, man. This feels not even. It's, it, it's not even a video game anymore. It's like an old comic. <laughs> it, it. I didn't really enjoy the multiplayer all that much, and the mm-hmm. the gameplay just wasn't like. Wasn't that good? Mm-hmm. I expected the I expected the fighting to be more. I mean, I guess I can't say like Arkham Asylum, but mm-hmm. at least give me uh, Assassin's Creed quality fighting. You know, it's it's just a lot of a lot of enemies spawning and just button mashing your way through through a story through a mission. Mm. I hear you. Okay, that that's fair. Recorded gameplay, right? No, I, I know I didn't. Yeah. I was trying to, but I was having issues because rolling blackouts and shit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they uh, made me play, like, because I was trying to play with you guys, but they made me play that multiplayer thing. And then it looked like, okay, you get people on this mission, and then, no, that's the one mission I still have to do after playing the single player stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and here's the thing. It's it's essentially King of the Hill on Halo, and it's like, or capture the flag, and but you're alone. So it's like I'm just supposed to stay here while they swarm me. Like, oh no, no. The, if you were in a mission where you had to like 
one of those missions where you had to stay in like the circle to yeah i feel like that is a multiplayer mission it looked everything looked like a multiplayer mission except that every time i try to do multiplayer it says i'm not allowed to because i have to finish this mission no oh, that's weird yeah, yeah the, when you get to when you get to that portion i like at least for me those were yeah. multiplayer missions right but you know and that's the thing. So we, I went to the war table, like how you're supposed to, and I'm like, okay, from here on, it's multiplayer. Like it sounds like multiplayer. It says add team members, add whatever. I'm like this is this is the multiplayer, and they just paired me with the Hulk, and we went at it. And but it wouldn't let me do multiplayer. It wouldn't let me um, accept requests. And I'm like, I felt like I was already in the multiplayer section of it, and I clearly wasn't. Hexzilla's in chat. He says, this game sounds like ass. Jay, talk to Hexzilla real quick. Is this game ass, Jay? No, it's all right. Okay. Talk to me. Why do you why, why do you feel like the game is not ass? <laughs> I mean, it plays all right. Um, yeah, it's weird. There's no compass. But other than that, like, it plays fine. Now, when you say there's no compass, you mean like, the game doesn't tell you like where you should be the objectives are yeah okay they hmm. have the trail you you have to turn on the tactical view for that right I, I, I don't know if i, I is that what when you hit up on the yes view? okay mm -hmm. yeah so that yeah. Was, I'm okay with that i mean it's more than i got in skyrim i well i feel like skyrim, skyrim is a different compass like at the top of the screen yeah but when i'm trying to go like it's in a mountain somewhere and it's like it's pointing there but i can't go through this mountain that's a pain in the ass like if i if we just showed me the trail i could just follow the trail Keep, keeping in mind too that skyrim and uh, and marvel's avengers are two completely different type of games like uh, i mean i get well that. it's it's skyrim if you learn the clairvoyant spell, yeah, then again, you just I, push a button and the trail shows I'm not, up. Look, yeah, I, I don't want to play a game for four hours so I can get a trail. All right, <laughs> like I have to learn a skill to get a trail. Like, but Skyrim and and don't get me wrong, like I'm I'm not speaking from experience here because I didn't put a lot of hours into Skyrim, but Skyrim is a game that encourages exploration and like it, it's it's it, it's built so that you don't necessarily have like a direct route right into you know what's happening or where you're supposed to go per se right but the game that is avengers that you know the avengers game is not built for that it's not a game you explore in well light exploration but not heavy exploration yeah um i i did enjoy playing the game like the beginning was like really cool and mm -hmm. the kamala harris one was cool too but um it, it was that was okay i just i don't like the idea of hulk fighting robots like mm. that's, that's just <laughs> like what, what's wrong with hulk fighting robots well they're not particularly strong robots they they hear you they make them strong so that it'd be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Snipers, but it's like, 
It's kind of the same type of thing you run into when you make a Superman game. Exactly. And it's AIM. AIM has like people agents that you can kill. But ever since Disney took over, all you get is robots everywhere. And like aliens that you don't care about. You know? (laughs) So like whatever happened to people, like superheroes fighting people, like bad people. Yeah. Like I mean... Like, AIM had agents that you fight. Right. And a lot of them are fodder, but some of them aren't. You know? Depends. Right. It's, but you fight people. <laughs> yeah. They're bad mm-hmm. people. Yeah. It's, it, it's interesting, just because I will say that I had a better... I feel like I played through the single player portion of the game, which you know took me longer than I thought because I too there was a point when I got to the war table and I thought also I was like ready to do multiplayer, and it turned out that no, there was still like another mission or two that I needed to do single player. So I was like, oh okay, well I'll do that. Or or it wasn't single player. I'm sorry. It was it was I we could only do you could only have one person on your team. That's what it was. Right. That's where I was at. Right. So so it was like a thing where it was like technically. Technically, we did a multiplayer mission where I had to be Hulk and you have to be Kamala. Right. And so that was like the first War Table mission you do where there's two people, you could technically have one person play multiplayer with you. But we all four of us couldn't play. You had to get through you had to get through the harm room before you could have four player multiplayer. Um, yeah. which I don't know if you even got to. Did you even get to the harm room, Mo? Nah, by Sunday, like my internet was down all day. Nah, that sucks, man. I know, look, I know those rolling blackouts were affecting Long Beach more than everybody else, so that sucks. I wasn't in Long Beach, I was at my house here in LA, but oh, I'm uh, tripping. I'm sorry, yeah, I was in my LA mansion, not my Long Beach mansion. Um, but but so here's the thing Saturday, you know, I, I forgot you wanted to watch dudes dry hump. And you are, <laughs> but the thing is, I wake up at five every day. I know. So, and but when you told me you were ready and you had already like blown your third load watching dudes dry hump, I was like, I actually, I was asleep, and then Most it wasn't worth at, at nine thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I was knocked the fuck out. I was knocked. Siri was like, Larry wants you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> is that what Siri <laughs> Yeah. Larry's like, you Larry's like, you sleep? <laughs> WYD. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's still 9:30. So then I was down, you know, I was ready to go, and then it wasn't happening because I still had to do the harm room thing and that other mission. So I'm like, no, yeah. I'm tomorrow. So I woke up early to try it the next day, and it, it didn't like that. Yeah. It, it, for internet, was bad. <laughs> I under I understand. I understand, and it's yeah, it's interesting. Just because I will say that, um, you know, it's like I was actually like I played this through the single player missions, and they were all right, mm-hmm. and I was really looking forward to playing multiplayer. Which I did get to play with Jay and with Oz. Obviously, like you know, because of what you just mentioned, you didn't get to to join us, Mo. And 
playing with them wasn't a bad experience. It was just that it almost feels like the game doesn't necessarily like it doesn't feel like multiplayer is was a priority even though it was made to be like I mean obviously they they're trying to do it like a looter shooter like games as yeah. a service kind of deal so I know multiplayer was like definitely a thing or at least persistent gameplay was a part of it um but you know I don't know it just it like honestly I will say this here's the biggest point the biggest point I think I want to make I'm not certain an Avengers game is made or this genre is not built for an Avengers game in my opinion it's like it's not the kind of property that you put this formula with in my opinion so that that's I think that is basically the the biggest point or the biggest takeaway from the beta. So we we do have some questions in chat from Tiger Claw. Jay, you want to read these real quick? Yeah. Um, Tiger Claw chat says you can fly around as Iron Man and explore the levels. Not really. (laughs) I think the right answer to that is it depends on the level, but... None. Of, um, there's only like one level in this game that maybe even is slightly conducive to that, right? Or at least in the beta. Again, in the beta. I shouldn't say in the game. In the beta. Right. But it doesn't feel like the kind of game that's going to be like, in the way that Tiger Claw said it, it doesn't sound like it's going to be the kind of game where that's going to be a part of it. Right. Yeah, it's not going to be an open world game. Right. Tiger Clown Chat also asks, is the game linear or does it let you go anywhere you want? Um, yeah, pretty much lets you, like, you're at the war table and you've got a set of missions you can do. And I don't know if there were story missions there, but it looks like you can pretty much just go around solving different, like, or whatever mission you want at any time you want. Like, as long as it's open. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say from the beta perspective, because obviously, I think they were trying to give you, like, different chunks of the game. And I know, personally, I didn't get to play through everything. But it does feel like they were trying to give you different chunks of the game to kind of give you, like, a bit of a idea of what the experience is going to be like. I I am interested... To hear what you all thought, and uh, you know, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with you, Oz. But I would love to hear from everybody. What were your thoughts on the whole idea of like the whole gear system and like you know, looting like um, oh, I, I hated ma- it. materials and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, what, what you hated it, Oz? What 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 didn't you like about it? I, it just it, it bugged me that I could upgrade my gear, get different armor and, and things like that, but the character, what it looks like, never changes. Yeah. I hear that. Especially I mean, if it's a... It is a, it is a, a Square Enix game, right? Yeah. Yes. And, I mean, Final well, Fantasy... They're the, they're, they're the publishers. They're the publishers. Yeah, I should you get a new weapon, it, it's represented visually on your character, both in combat and just walking around. I understand they can't do that too much, but it, 
to not do it at all was just kind of weird. And it well, felt like I, they were selling me the skins for for the character. Well, I will say this: two things. One, it is published by Square, but Crystal Dynamics, I think, is the actual studio that's making it. So that's one thing. But then also, I will say that I don't know that it's necessarily outside the realms of that particular genre. And I might be wrong here, because and you know maybe you all can help me because I don't play a lot of looter shooters. And you know maybe somebody in chat that's listening can can speak to this too. But I like I'll speak like the the other looter shooter that I play is the Division. So in Division and Division Two, it's not uncommon that you have like say for instance gear and perks and stuff like that that affect your character but that don't necessarily affect the visuals. Like the, the there's the aesthetic aspect and then, or a cosmetic aspect. And then there's like the, the stats aspect. And so if you want your character to look different, you can change the way your character looks um, on its own. And it doesn't affect gear or whatever. I, I will say that, you know, technically speaking, like there's like the only uh, the only other experience I have with something like that is with um, Star Wars: The Old Republic, which of course is an MMO. It's not a looter shooter, but it's a thing where you do have gear, and the gear in the Old Republic will change your stats. But you can decide if you want that gear to show or if you don't want it to show, and you can also change the gear in certain ways cosmetically, but that's a whole different thing. It's obviously a much deeper system for that kind of stuff in an MMO than it is for a looter shooter. But um, yeah, I don't know. What what do you all have to say about that and in regards to what Oz was talking about and your own experience with gear and such? What, what do you think, uh, Jay? Um, well, yeah, like you said, there's normally like a cosmetic side and there's normally a gear side they're like kind of separate mm -hmm. and personally i didn't have that much issue with it mm -hmm. um it would have been nice to have some better costumes mm -hmm. and um, and i believe that there were ways to earn different costumes in the beta but you had to play and again i mean keeping in mind it's the beta it's not the full game so but still they, they give you credits to uh, so you can actually like add stuff to your character, but I don't think you could keep that when the game launched. But no, I don't think so. I did try changing my shirt when I was Kamala Khan, mm -hmm. and uh, it didn't change. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I, that's." Weird. You mean for the? But you changed the gear, but you didn't go and buy like something new from the cosmetic well, side. It was a different shirt. Like it was like a golden shirt. And it didn't show up when I equipped it. Oh, really? So you wait. So you bought a cosmetic shirt, and it didn't show up when you switched yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I was like, "All right, I'm not going to waste my time with this." Because um, I I know when I played with Jay. Yeah, I bought, had, the, I bought the Throg outfit. Yeah, he had a full Throg costume. Like, which I didn't recognize as Throg at first because. The Throg costume is basically like 
you know, Kamala Khan, which is in line with her character in the comics, is a superhero like fangirl. And so she loves all of, like she basically, you know, in the comic, she was a big, you know, Miss Marvel fangirl. And so she would have like she had like a t-shirt that was like a Miss Marvel t-shirt. In right. this, she's like a superhero fangirl and knows everything about like all the Avengers. And so she has like they have like the a t-shirt for each of the different Avengers for her to wear. So when I saw Jay, I was like, oh. He has a, a Thor shirt. That's cool because I hadn't seen that yet. And he was like, no, no, it's not Thor. It's, it's Throg. And I was like, what? And then I noticed he had on like a frog hat. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is Throg. That's pretty funny. Like I, 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 I was like, I'll give him props for that because I did not realize that it was a Throg outfit until Jay said something. But that was because I wasn't looking hard enough. <laughs> you know, like it, I should have been paying attention. I think what I put on was like one of the perks things and it didn't oh. change. Well see and that's and that's the thing. That's 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 exactly what we're talking about where when you change the perks for your gear, it gives it changes your stats, but it doesn't changes your, your it doesn't change your physical appearance. But there's like a whole section that was literally just for only costume changes. And don't get me right. wrong, it was it wasn't like it was like super detailed. It's not like you could change like your pants versus your shirt versus your, you know, everything. But it, it, it did, well, I guess what I can say is it depends. Like, like you could go into that, that section, which I don't remember what it's called. Was it called outfits? Cosmetics. Cosmetics. You go into the cosmetics section, and they had, like, classic, like, costumes for all the heroes. And you, you could preview them even though you couldn't actually get them. Like, I know, you know, because you start off as playing, um, or you start off, um, well, I should say start off, but uh, uh, a good portion of the gameplay is you as Hulk. It's like, I was looking at the cosmetic costumes for Hulk, and they showed you, like, Mr. Fix-It, and they showed you, like, the original Hulk. And, like, you could preview all those looks. You couldn't play them, but you could see what they would look like if your character was one of those characters. And I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, that, that's kind of cool, you know. I mean, it's one of those things where I was like, I guess if you're going to make a game like this, this should be a part of it, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. I felt like this game was, like, Ultimate Alliance, but just not done as like the little dungeon crawly <laughs> like mm -hmm. if they made it a third person shooter yeah it's a it's a little bit like that yeah which i'm okay with i don't know how much how important the multiplayer is i think i can play the game on its own if it was mm -hmm. well you got me at this war table too where it's like story missions and non-story like that might that, that might drive me away just give me well, a but, story game but here's the yeah, and, and I will say that I agree in that aspect in the sense that so far, like, as much as, like, I liked playing with Jay and with Oz, but it didn't feel as if the game was built for that multiplayer aspect to me. And it's like, like, any of those missions, you can literally, like, pick bots 
to play be played as the other heroes. Mm-hmm. And it honestly might be a better experience because you're more yeah. in control in control of what of what's happening, you know? Like I'm not gonna tell Oz or Jay how to play the game. Right. Or what we need to be doing or don't need to be doing, but it's one of those things where it's kind of like, well, there's certain points, like like there was a point we were all playing, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a puzzle or something. But if Oz and Jay move forward, like it's not like I'm gonna be sitting there figuring out the puzzle because I even if I leave them to do their thing and I'm trying to figure that out, it's like the game at some point is going to be like, oh, well, they went too far. You got to assemble, which it literally does. It literally is like assemble in and it gives you like a countdown before you like get drug forward with the rest of the, the players. So it's kind of like, well, just when you're switching, yeah, you're... switching levels. Yeah, but still your doors. Right. But but that's the that's the point, though, where if the puzzles in the level we're at, I could totally be like, hey, Oz, Jay, come back. And I know you you all will come back, but at the same time, I'm like, well, if y'all not trying to figure out the puzzle, who am I to be like, hey man, come figure out this puzzle, huh? I didn't even see the puzzle. I I, I understand. Like, hey, there's a puzzle. But we came back, like, no. Listen, I'm again. I'm not saying you would do it. You would do it for me. But at the same time, if you all are not about that, if you're not about that puzzle life, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's a weird thing playing with playing multiplayer with Lawrence because you know, Jay and I we're over there like fighting an army of robots and looking around like where's Lawrence? Oh, look at this poster on the wall. It's so it's so cool looking. I'm yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, that's it's, that's one hundred percent me, and that's what I'm saying. It's like you know, like I understand that most gamers aren't that, and so you know, I, especially with this kind of game, it almost makes me feel like. I have to play the whole thing on my own first before I play with anybody else. <laughs> you know, just so I could be like, let me just let me savor what I want to savor in the game. And like the only time I'm gonna play multiplayer is if it's like I've been to that level already. <laughs> but I do get what you're saying, because even like it's an exaggeration the the way you do it. Cause you do like to enjoy everything around mm-hmm. you in the game. Mm-hmm. But like what I have been playing these missions by myself the whole day before right and uh so when when we played our first mission together like i knew there was there was loot over there there's like right. equipment stuff over there right equipment stuff over there and mm-hmm. i started going towards that and you guys are actually going to the mission objective so i'm like oh okay well i guess we're doing that then yeah exactly and and you know and don't get me wrong i mean that's a common thing in looter shooters but what I well what I well I, I look again I'm speaking from my limited experience, but what I can say is I understand that that's something that happens in like the games that I play in like in Division Two. But what I will say is I feel like the gameplay, or or not the gameplay, but the level design, is more geared to the idea that that's something that people might be trying to do, like they're trying to get gear, and I don't know that the game design. And the level design in this game is made for that. It's like it's almost like it's single player level design, but put into 
multiplayer format. Because, like, the same way how, like, say, you know, like, we've all played games pretty much our entire lives. You know, a video game will mess around and give you a little extra something here and there every so often for going look for looking in a nook or cranny that it wouldn't make sense for you to go looking. It'll give you like a bonus where you're just like, oh wow, like good for you for exploring this level. That's that's something that's, that's like that's, hmm? That's, that's breath of the wild. Right. Every five minutes. <laughs> right. But keeping in mind, Breath of the Wild is a single player game. And so it's Not like okay. What do you mean that how you play it? What are you talking about? Oh, because Animal Crossing started fucking up, so I really started playing Breath of the Wild, so then we just played together. Well, yeah, okay, but it's still... Look, you all are deciding where to go together. That Look, that's still a single-player experience. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a, it, it's two minds, but one game. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, obviously, it's like the way that you do that in the level design when you know that there's like multiple people running around a screen is different. And I know like in division two, it's like, yeah, they put like some special gear in a little nook or cranny, or, you know, they, they might even say like, okay, you have to take the time to figure out how to get this piece of gear. If you want it, if you really want it. However, it's put along the route in such a way that everybody that's going knows like, Oh, they're trying to go for this gear as opposed to like, you know, making the level design where it's like you get to a, a impasse and it's like, like say you get to a hallway and if you go left, you get special gear. But if you go right, you're doing the objective. And it's like, that's not multiplayer level design. Because if you're going completely the wrong direction than the objective, it's like half your team is probably going to go right to the to the objective. The other half might go left, but if they go left, they probably either know there's something down there or they're going to go try to see if there's something down there. And the rest of your team is like basically either fighting something big on its own or getting ready to push an elevator button that is going to bring you back to to them. And it's just like, yeah, that's like it, it's it should be built different, like more, more along the way, or more, more, in a way that entices everyone to try to get whatever that piece of gear is, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I will say this. Uh, overall, for me, I I was. Like the things that I was seeing from Marvel's Avengers was it, it had me worried about this game. Having actually played it now, I I'm in a slightly better like I feel slightly better about it than I did just watching some of the stuff that happened, especially prior to all of the the aesthetic changes they made to the characters and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time. I'm not particularly jazzed about it, you know. I don't. I don't know that it's going to be a day one purchase for me, and so I, that's saying a lot considering how much, how big of an Avengers fan I am. So, 
I don't know. What What do you say, Jay? Say again? What do you say? What did you, What are your final thoughts hey, on Marvel's Avengers? Um, overall, I thought it was good. Uh, there are a couple things I need to work out with the multiplayer, especially. Um, I actually don't mind the kind of people running around doing their own shit type of mm-hmm. stuff. So that's not a big issue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like them to put in some more characters. Uh, Supposedly, there's a lot of characters coming. Like, people have been data data mining stuff and have mm-hmm. seen all types of characters. I, I didn't look at it because I wasn't necessarily in the mind of like saying like I wasn't certain if I wanted all that spoiled for me or not because I'm like I might get it one day but you know yeah but supposedly there's a lot of characters on the horizon yeah depending this is probably one of those games I would have bought day one if I you know if I could afford it but Mm -hmm. I definitely don't have to right right and you know, I thought it was pretty cool, but they just got to work out some stuff and maybe get some better costumes. <laughs> um, also, the one thing I don't like is there don't seem to be that many passive abilities, mm. which that's actually kind of a problem for me. Like, you like passive abilities, yeah. I, I okay. like passive abilities, I'm not mad at that. And all their abilities are active. Many of them are, yes. Yeah. But yeah, those are yeah, those are my final thoughts on it. I know I know what passive abilities are. You don't need to explain it for me. But for <laughs> those people in the audience that might not know, what are those? Say again? What what is a passive ability versus an active ability, Jay? Okay, is something you do like uh, add one to your combo. Uh, that's an active ability. A passive ability would be like uh, when you do your combo, something automatically happens. So, like uh, doing this combo will stun the enemy or steal health, like. Shit you don't have to think about, really. Like, shit that's in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are some, but yeah, you're right. Like, it wasn't, most of them were active. I know, so, when I was looking, I didn't see any, and I don't think I looked at every single thing, but mm-hmm. it was, yeah, the fact that there are no passive abilities in, like, the first two rows of abilities. Oh, you know what? I don't know that I saw anything passive in regards to the, the, um, cause you're talking about the skill tree. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the skill tree for the beta, they said that that's like literally just the first page of the skill th- tree is that every character has three. Um, so that was like, f- that was the first page of the skill tree. So I don't, I don't know if, what were you going to say? Oh, was that just me? Okay, never mind. I don't know if there's going to be passive abilities on the skill tree. All the passive abilities I saw were gear related. Oh. And so it was literally like, like there was one that was like, okay, you get like 
cosmic energy at the end of a okay. combo. And I did also see like there was actually a, a gear one that was like pim particles. You were Which fighting. I didn't actually get the chance right. to use. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you do, I mean, I need passive abilities in my skill tree. Got you. Got you. Fair. Fair. Oz, what what are your final thoughts on Avengers or Marvel's Avengers beta? Um, like I said, I might pick it up in a year or two. Uh, the the story part at the beginning, I kind of did enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, but the the multiplayer, not really. And I feel like yeah. the story is going to be maybe a couple hours, two three hours, something like that, and then it's going to be a multiplayer game. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. What about you, Mo? I kind of feel like Oz does. Like, I want to play it, but I don't feel need a rush to do it. And right. I feel like I would get bored with it. Yeah. And it's, it, like, the way I played here, I would get bored with it. Yeah. Yeah, at the, at the end of the day, for me, I'm just not sure it's the type of game that I want to be playing when I'm playing as an Avenger. And I think that that's what it boils down to, where it's like, I'm not certain that, like, I was initially, when I found out, like, before the announcement or whatever, I think, or, or no, no, I think it was during the announcement when, that, when I found out an Avengers game, you know, put out by Square, I was immediately thinking, like, oh, man, maybe they'll do, like, an Avengers RPG. And I was excited by that concept. Uh, I knew it was unlikely to be like an actual, or not an actual, but a traditional RPG. I figured it had to be at least an action RPG. Um, when I found out it wasn't an RPG at all, or well, I guess, I don't know, maybe, you, I mean, it's a game of RPG elements, but, you know, I I don't know. At the end of the day, this genre with that property doesn't doesn't excite me in the way that I think the people that put this game out would hope. And that's unfortunate because I love Avengers and I want to like it, but it's okay. And it's not it's like okay is the the best I could muster. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Friggin' cats out here trying to fight between the door. It's like there's a whole door in between them. Why do they hate each other? I listen because I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about some uh, some DC some DC titles that we would publish if we were editor in chief at DC Comics. I'm 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 actually really excited for this because the four of us have such different ideas in regards to like what we would like comic books to be like and what we enjoy and whatnot. And so I find it really, I think it's going to be really interesting just to kind of find out and to see what it is we decided each of these titles are, was, was, are, are going to be or what we would like them to be. So, um, you know, in my mind, yeah, you all can tell me how you all want to do this, but in my mind, I would think the best way to do this is just to like each of us kind of just run down a list of what our titles would be, and then let's talk about it after the fact. How do you all feel about that? Uh, that, that sounds about right. 
Wait, say it again. Literally, just each of us go down to like a list of like what our twelve titles would be, and and then after we each go through our list, we just kind of talk about like you know just discuss why this, why that, you know what you know what's the reasoning and all that kind of stuff. So, will that work for you all? Are you good with that, or do you all want to do it different? I'm good I'm fine with, with it. Ah, is you good with it? Yep. Okay. Well, listen, Oz, I'm gonna put you on the spot, buddy, because you're the DC guy. So I want oh, let's let's start with your list first. What what would be your 12 DC titles? Uh my list is is kind of boring. I didn't get too like fantasy wise. I, I did more fantasy stuff in our text messages than than when <laughs> that's I okay. Hey man, do 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 what you do, brother. Nobody nobody's gonna be mad at you. I mean, we'll be mad because it, it, it's a business. I gotta run a business. Mo, Mo's gonna be mad at you either way, so don't don't worry about Mo. <laughs> so, like my first six books, standard, uh, just okay. trimmed out from what they already have. So, obviously, Action Detective and Wonder Woman, and then uh, a Flash book. A Green Lantern book and a Justice League book. So okay, because you got to have it. You you got to have your main guy. So when you say uh, uh, well, actually, I'll ask you after. That's the first six. Got it. And then your next six. And then the the next six, it well, I guess there is kind of like a little fantasy title for me personally, which is mm-hmm. like a Mister Gold, timelines, timeless, time cop, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot like that TV show that was recently uh, Timeless, where mm. you know, he's traveling in time to stop people who are trying to change the past, and every once in a while something gets fucked up, so he comes back and, and things are different. That's kind of what his book was, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that, And I, I so I'd like to see a Booster Gold title like that, where then he interacts with different versions of, of characters. Mm-hmm. So then then the rest of my books are kind of I, I figured that there's so many books out there that will have a good story mm-hmm. but that good story only covers six issues and they won't have another good story for two or three years <laughs> and, and so, like, well you like um like even even nightwing that i get i always get yeah. books. sometimes it's it, it's a tough read and then Sometimes, hey, it, it's good. Same thing with, with Batgirl. I'm in and out of Batgirl all the time. Right, right. And, uh, every once in a while, I get into a little Red Hood. So I figured instead of, you know, all these having to buy all these books and mm-hmm. to you uh, on the story, just kind of making less books and swapping around the characters, like having somebody submit a story – if it's good, then okay, mm-hmm. it's going to be our next six issues of this. So, like, uh, one of the ones I have here is a Bat Family book, where maybe there's a good uh, Batgirl story that we can do for six issues. Mm-hmm. That's six issues. And then maybe the next six issues are, are a Red Hood story or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, I got yeah. the same. Um, uh, I, have a, <clears throat> I have a book I'm calling world's finest you can call it super friends where it's stories <laughs> like that but it's other superheroes in in, in dc not, not family superheroes 
Right. Not, not the ones that already have their book, but yeah. a lot like Justice League International that focused on lesser known heroes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. So, so, okay. So we're talking about Booster Gold, a, a world's finest book, and then a Bat Family book, which is, which is interesting because right. te- technically speaking, I think, and you know, I'm not super current on Detective right now, but for the longest time, Detective was basically that kind of book. Batman was all about Batman, and Detective was like the Bat Family book. So I feel where you're going with that. So what are your last three? Right. So in the in the same vein, a Lanterns book. Right. At one point, we had five Lanterns books with, with all the core, and some of them had great stories, some of them did okay, but just have one where that focuses it doesn't even have to be green lanterns it could be hey next six issues next next storyline is a red lantern story mm. so okay so if you have a, a lanterns if you have a lanterns book your green lantern book is hal jordan it's hal jordan or stewart whoever the it mostly mostly jordan because it, it tends to mostly be jordan and then he can team gotcha. up with other earth lanterns but the lanterns book could also be you know a, a guy guy gardner Kyle rayner or simon bass and jessica cruz Got but it. it could also be a, a red lanterns book it Got could it. also be a story with the blue lanterns got it got it okay cool and then what's your what's your last uh, you have so, like another two Yes. So same vein. Uh, I I just wrote down Justice League Dark. Same mm-hmm. idea, uh, but mm-hmm. now we're in the magic characters into the yeah. swamp things, uh, yeah. um, Constantine, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my last one is kind of like a rogues or villains because lately mm-hmm. they've been doing interesting things with with villains as kind yeah. of anti heroes or yeah. It, it there's been some good stories in other books with the with these characters and i think that they could have their own book with that same concept of now we're, we're doing a clayface story of his redemption now you know here's harley quinn because everybody loves harley quinn listen that's really interesting like it's because in, you definitely approached it like i need dc to be profitable <laughs> Like Oz is like I'm only I'm only putting books out there that I know are gonna sell, <laughs> or at least that I believe are gonna sell. We've all had a we've all had a pull list where a, a writer will get on it and we know we're gonna hate it. I I I hate the Green Lantern right now. It's still on the pool list, but it just feels like I'm throwing money away. Working <laughs> on on the Lantern's book. Where he can pick whatever, whatever lanterns he wants and just do a story and go crazy, then that's that might be more interesting. Where he doesn't, he's not constrained by his main character has to be Hal Jordan. Gotcha, gotcha. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, uh, Jay. Oh, what were you going to say, Jay? Exilla has his list. You know what? Hold on to that. We're gonna. I'm gonna. We'll do Hexilla's list right after ours. Okay. There it is. But give us your list, Jay. Oh, okay. Um. <clears throat> uh oh. Uh oh. Jay's about to bring that thunder. There's no thunder. Jay, Jay's about to get wild with this list, boy. He goes with like. Amethyst. Amethyst, right. 
He's like Beast Boy trilogy. <laughs> no, no, no. So it was uh, Batgirls, Green Lanterns, Justice League. Wait, Batgirls? Yeah, like a, a book where all the Batgirls team up. Okay. No, that's that's fair. Okay, got you. Batgirls, Green Lanterns. I didn't mean to stop you. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, Justice League, Young Justice, Titans, Legion of Doom, Suicide Squad, Secret Six, League of Shadows, Intergang, and Dark Titans. Listen, I know you said you didn't. You it wasn't. Oh wait, what did you say? Go ahead, Oz. Jay loves the teams, huh? Listen, I think listen. it would be more profitable. Like, if you've got teams, you're gonna find people you like. So I think that's mainly what I'm doing. Like, yep. If you like Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman, you're gonna get them in Justice League. If you like Batgirls, you're gonna get them in Batgirls. Green Lanterns, all your favorite lanterns will be there. Like, you don't have any solo titles. No, I if I was to play the DC, I would only do t- uh, solo titles and like limited runs. That's interesting. Like that. That is listen. That in oh, and like, of itself, uh, label stuff. Like Chase Black Label would be the the single character stuff. Um, something like that. Yeah, it, it, I feel like in a limited series, whether it's Black Label or not, basically. Right. Like they would just. Yeah, they wouldn't be ongoing. Like, if someone has a good Superman story to tell, you know, you can tell that story. But we're not going to have an ongoing thing. Like, tell your story, and then we move on. I, I love how you feel like that's not that controversial, Jay. <laughs> I love I love that about you. Like, you're just like, no, like, everybody will be fine. <laughs> no one needs a Batman book, right? <laughs> I mean... Who, I mean, who reads just Superman? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I don't know anyone that just reads Superman. Like, they're not reading it. I love it. Not. I love Oz, it. Are you reading Superman? You don't think Oz is reading Green? You don't feel like Oz is reading Oz literally just said how he's reading Green Lantern, like hate reading Green Lantern because he loves Green Lantern that much. Right, but he's not reading Superman. Got it. Got it. You're right. There are definitely more Green Lantern fans than there are Superman fans. I'll pick up Superman when uh, what's-his-face to stop stop writing it. Bendis. Moses, what are your titles, buddy? Uh, I kind of had the similar approach to Oz where it's like you got to get stuff that's out. So I would reserve a section of it, maybe three issues of that 12-issue block towards stuff that kind of ties into the, the media, the mm-hmm. TV show, you know, and I would alternate right. them depending on the seasons because they go by seasons. So I'm like, okay, right. when out, I got a flash when, you know, um, or I can do that as a team book. Like the people that you see on TV is a team title. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the summer, do your, you know, depending on the type of year too, I would have a horror anthology going. You know, that's the other block. Uh, you Wait, know, so, 
so wait, so are these two separate books, right? You're talking about right now? Like one book is literally right. just like whatever's on TV, and the second book is whatever's like the horror yeah. anthology. Um, there's so much TV that I would do like a, a, a block of the 12, like three of those 12 issues would be stuff that was on TV. Got Whether it. A team up between those characters or adventure mm -hmm. solo or, you know. Got or, it. So three of those books are literally mass media books. Right. And Got then it. three of those are your original team, original trilogy, the mm -hmm. Trinity, mm -hmm. which is Batman, Superman. So that's six right there. Batman, one, Superman, Wonder Woman. Right. And then okay. I would put uh, one, uh, the team-up book, you know, maybe for an event or something or lead into a massive line event. And then I would do more of the the other, That that's like what, seven books right there. So the other five get a little tricky because I know what I would like. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's not, that's not as a, if I was going to replace the 20 people that, that left, <laughs> that got fired, I don't think any of these would be on there, which would be like something more alternative and mm -hmm. more geared towards the person that doesn't necessarily is looking for superhero books, you know, something a little more, um, just, it's, it's a comic graphic story, sequential art story, but it's not, it'd be where we take our chances. Now, five issues to take your chances is tough, mm -hmm. but those slots would keep, you know, if something doesn't work, you can put in a Batgirl, Bat Family, or Supergirl, yeah. you know, something yeah. else. But those five would be to, like, test out what Ideas. you miss, and then we'd expand from the Based 12, on that. Based Got on it. That, you know? Got it. So, which that almost feels like New Fifty Two in a way, where yeah. um, they, you know, there was like a whole slate, like you know, maybe like ten titles that they were just like, hey, we're not sure if any of these will stick, but if they do, we'll keep them. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's kind of how I do it. Um, I don't know exactly, you know, I, I like the idea of a Green Lantern book, but they got to do it particularly. I, I would almost want to take the image approach where doing. You know, six issues, taking a break, and kind of restabilizing and moving forward from there instead of just planning out a year, two years, five years in advance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, that's interesting. I love it. I love it. Where, you know, it's like they're definitely taking some chances over there. Uh, I just, real quick, I'm just putting this out here because, you know, it's, it's timely, but Hexel's like, I like Jay's concept. I like it a lot. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So it's interesting just because listening to each of you, I was like, I feel like there's almost like a little bit of each of what you all were trying to do in in my <laughs> roster, just because I was just like, you know, like I definitely thought, well, here's the thing for me. I was like, okay, I'm not a DC guy. And I know that about myself. So I'm just like, well, what, there's a part of me that's like, what would I like to read? And that knowing that I'm not the person that's normally buying DC Comics. But then at the same time, I'm like, dude, you have to make sure that there's a fan base that you have to make sure that you try to retain. And it's like, you know, a part of why DC Comics, part of why they work and part of why they don't work is about 
the characters themselves. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you can, like, re- you can retain the D- the DNA of DC in my mind without scrapping everything. So I was just like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. And so I definitely have like a list of like legacy books that you just keep because it's DC Comics, right? So I definitely went with action as my Superman title, detective as my Batman title, Wonder Woman, Flash. Um, Then I was like, I'm going to do Green Lantern. But the Green Lantern book is going to be Jessica Cruz. And like, it's literally a Jessica Cruz book. She's the Green Lantern for Earth. So, or not the Earth, but for Sector... 2814? Is that right, Oz? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so so she so that Green Lantern book is Jessica Cruz and her adventures as that sector's Green Lantern. It doesn't mean that other Green Lanterns can't be in it, but it definitely focuses on her. Then I would do a Black Lightning book. And I would do a a, a Green Lantern core book. And that's where you would get all the other Green Lanterns. Like all the other Green Lanterns would be, and and it's literally like in my mind, it's like that book would be all the Green Lanterns that you hope that you see. Um, you know, probably a book that kind of centers around Hal Jordan, like leading the Green Lantern core, something like that. You know, whether he's like actually like the leader or just like some sort of like over field leader type deal coordinating where all the what all the other lanterns are doing and i would take that book and use that as an opportunity to kill off like probably at least two earth lanterns which two i don't even know but i would probably like over the course of that book's run kill off at least two of them i know what one of them would be which one it rhymes with ron stewart I, I, you know what, man? I don't know. Like John, John Stewart getting killed would be really tough, but it would be big though. It'd be a big event. John Stewart dying? Come on, man. Oh, dude. But look, like that. that well, that'd be, if it, that'd be the, if it, go ahead, Oz. If it's Jessica Cruz, then there goes your other book. What do you mean? Oh, oh, no, no. Jessica Cruz. No, Jessica Cruz won't be the one that dies because she her book. Her book is the Green Lantern book. And whatever happens to those other lanterns yeah. when they're off in those other sectors is not going to happen to her because she's she's in 2814. So she's good. It's going to be like Jessica Cruz won't be in that other book. It's going to be it's going to be first of all Simon Baz because that's that's your excuse to why Jessica Cruz doesn't have a partner. And then the other one is Kyle Rayner cuz he's just useless. I listen, I don't know. Like I honestly in my mind I might not kill Simon Baz just because of what it might look like. I might mess around and just go with like Guy Gardner and then maybe one other, which maybe is Kyle Rayner. You know, like I, I feel personally, I feel like both Simon, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz are actually really good characters. And, you know, I don't know that I would want to necessarily get rid of either one of them. I'm not saying that Guy Gardner or Kyle Rayner aren't good characters. I'm just saying that, you know, they've had their moments. You know what I mean? So it's like maybe it's somebody else's turn. That that's all really that I'm saying. So so right there, and also too, in my mind, like I don't have a Justice League title. 
Um, because in my mind, like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Black Lightning, and Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern would kind of make like the core of like the new Justice League. And what I would do instead would be like a a crossover event like once a year. That's like a Justice League story. So it's like literally like one story arc that goes through all those books where all those characters team up. And that's how I get like that Justice League flavor. And that way I can also save like the larger stories for that crossover event. And it makes it feel like, okay, like, you know, we still get like that Justice League flavor. Then after that, so, so that right there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books. That's seven of the 12. Then my last five would be um, like a Young Justice book. My only thing was, I know for me, I was like, man, I'm not quite as familiar with who the young heroes in DC are right now. So it was harder for me to kind of figure out who would be on that team. I would try to keep the core of it similar if possible to like the original kind of young justice core so you know the current robin which as far as i know is still uh damian wayne and then whoever like the most current superboy is and then whoever the youngest like flash person is which i don't know if that would still be like impulse or what i don't know but I probably try to keep like start there and then add other younger heroes. I don't know if I would go with like a Naomi per se, but you know I know Bendis loves her, <laughs> so I don't know. What interesting? What? Like putting Damien in Young Justice? Yeah. No, I I think it would be interesting too, just because he's not necessarily what you think of as like no, a team player. It's interesting. Oh. Uh. It's interesting that you would do it. I don't think it would be interesting. I just think it's interesting <laughs> that you would do that. He's like, it's boring as hell, but hey, good luck with that. <laughs> that is just odd. Like, yeah, I don't know. And I guess uh, part of that comes from because I do know where he is. Uh huh. So it's like, you know, he's running with the Teen Titans. I'm doing this thing. Well, but there is no Teen Titans. What? Oh, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. Maybe maybe it's not that there are no Teen Titans. Maybe what would end up being my Young Justice book would morph out of what the Teen Titans has was now, or is now. Right. No, it's just weird that you went with, yeah. It's, Who's on the Teen Titans right now? Teen Titans right now is Damien... I believe Starfire. Starfire? Raven. On the Teen Titans? Yeah. Justice. No, on Teen Titans. Yeah, Starfire. But she's not a teen, right? Starfire's a grown-ass woman. I mean, you know ages fluctuate. They don't really... Wait, but I'm saying... I mean, Starfire and and, and Nightwing are the same age, right? Um, yeah. So, if Nightwing's a grown-ass man, Starfire's a grown-ass woman. But, I mean, is he a grown-ass man? Yeah. Nightwing? Yeah, like, what makes him grown? What are you, what are you talking about? Like, 
Nightwing hasn't been a teenager for years. You cut out. Sorry, I didn't hear that. I, I was saying Nightwing hasn't been a teenager for years. You heard me or no? Yeah, I heard you. I haven't seen anything. Like, I know in his book he's a spy, but you can be a spy at 18. Okay, Jay. Well, we'll leave that at. We'll, leave it. we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on if Nightwing's a man or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even. He's actually a cab I don't really know. But I do know Starfire is a Teen Titan. Got you. Okay. Hey, that's fair. Like the Black Flash, uh, the Black Kid Flash. Uh, oh, Wally West. Yeah, he bounces back and forth between teams. Which teams? Uh, between the Teen Titans and uh, Deathstroke's team. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I can't a hundred percent say who's on it right now. Yeah, that's like, okay. Who else is on it? Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, it is. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, like I don't. This. Yeah, it's just weird that you would put Damien on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I would. I would definitely put Damien on it. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, I would do a question book, just because it's like. With, in this day and age, with the way that conspiracy theories are working, it makes a lot of sense to have a question book. It just feels like the right moment for it. And so it's just like there could be so many good and interesting ideas that you could mess with that, both that are like ripped from the pages, as well as, of course, your own like just superhero conspiracy theory type stuff. And that also kind of brings like a, a book that has like a, a ground level kind of feel to it. For those people that might just be like, hey, I'm not I'm not looking for like all of the superhero Biff Bam Boom type stuff. Um, I would also do a, a book that is centered around uh, centered around Cassandra Kane. I don't know if I would make that an orphan book or maybe make her Batgirl. I don't, I'm not exactly sure which way to go with that, but one way or the other, just centered around her. So it's kind of like a Bat Family-ish kind of deal, but just with a different center, just because, you know, we, I mean, we got her as Batgirl for what? Was it, was it like a couple years or was it just a year? I don't even remember, but. I forgot how many issues, but it was a but, few years, yeah. Okay, but it just feels like, you know, She's kind of been playing the background since then. And it would be interesting just because it feels like other people have gotten their shot. It would be interesting to kind of cycle her back through. And, you know, that would be a book that other Bat people could show up in if they want to as well. Um, which, you know, it's almost kind of, again, like the same kind of idea that you all were talking about where it's like, just because the book is named one person doesn't mean other people can't show up or even have like story arcs within the book. So it's like, this is kind of like another opportunity, or this is an opportunity for other Bat Family people to kind of like be featured in a book that's not necessarily centered around Batman, so they don't have to be completely overshadowed. Then I would also do a Zatanna book. And the Zatanna book would actually kind of be the same way, that, like in the same way how you have an orphan book and it can have like feature some Bat Family people. The Zatanna book, in my mind, would be like, okay, that's where all the magic stuff happens. 
you can have like you know your Doctor Fates and your your um, your um, Constantines, maybe maybe Swamp Thing. I, I I would actually make that book kind of like almost as if Zatanna was like informally deeming herself like the sorcerer or sorceress supreme and just kind of being like hey magic is kind of running a little bit of muck somebody needs to be regulating this stuff and she kind of takes it upon herself to do it and so that way it's like she's inserting herself into that world of dc and just you know that part of the dc universe and just deciding like hey you know do you really see zatanna playing that role well, I mean, it's one of those things where obviously Zatanna, at least, and again, I'm not the DC guy, so I can't speak to what Zatanna does and doesn't do. But in my limited experience, Zatanna's kind of been a bit all over the place. So there's like definitely sh show showgirl Zatanna that's like happy-go-lucky and then there's like edgier Zatanna that is just like you know unhappy with the way she gets treated and how some people view her or whatever and you know I, in my mind it's like this is a little bit in between where it's like a little bit leaning towards the edgier side but at the same time there's almost like a sense of duty that comes with it and then it's also like I'm doing this because I'm not sure anybody else that deals in this realm will. Especially in the DC universe where you have your Dr. Fates, you have your Constantines. It's like, that doesn't seem like there's necessarily a magician that's like benevolent per se. And Zatanna seems like almost like the closest you get. But at the same time, because of that's what that's the realm that she's dealing in, it's like, it's almost like an aspect of well, the reason why there's no benevolent magicians is because of what they're dealing with. Like how DC, how how magic works in the DC universe, it almost corrupts you to a degree. So it's like, okay, well, she's gonna be the the less the 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 least corrupted one, or try to be. And in my mind, it's like you can go all types of places with that. Like in in that storyline, I probably would make one of those people that I mentioned end up being like the big bad. Like maybe Constantine takes a heel turn and like ends up being the villain of that story, which would be interesting because of the relationship that they've kind of had in the past and whatnot, too. So it's like, you know, I'd probably go that route. And then my last book, my last book, which it was funny because, again, like I said, I felt like a little bit of everything from all of what you all were talking about. My last book would be a, a villain's book or a villain book. But what it would be, it would be uh, Rash al Ghul. And so I don't know if you call it that or if you call it like Demon's Head or whatever, but it's like it would be a, a title about like that centers around Rash al Ghul and just like his dealings and trying to make the world better from his perspective, which would still, you know, of course, be all messed up. But it would be things like, you know, a book about him and him trying to do what he's trying to do in the DC universe. And of course, coming across both heroes and villains that are trying to get in his way, and him like basically like outsmarting them or besting him, besting them 
and trying to like you know like be like basically just Rashad Gould being awesome. <laughs> like I I feel like that would be a, a interesting book. You know, it's like it in my mind it's almost like how like Marvel every so often makes like a Doom book. It would be like along that line, but actually I think it'd be better just because you know Doom has a lot of like resources like not just only him being like having his own country and being rich but you know because Rosh al Ghul basically has that but then you know on top of that Doom's like a magician and like a technical genius and it's like dude like yeah of course you can take over the world because you don't like, you have everything like you you learn how to harness the energies of like the most powerful cosmic objects and all that kind of stuff it's like okay at a certain point you're just like it's awesome that you do all this but it's like it's kind of a shame that you don't ever win <laughs> with all this, all these resources. And it's like Rash al Ghul feels like he might actually do a lot more. Like he might accomplish a lot more with a lot less. So I'm like, oh, let's give that a, show, a go. I would love to read that book. So let's discuss real quick. <laughs> what, what, what interests you about other people's lists or what questions do you have about others, other people's lists in regards to like... <clears throat> Why this book? Why that book? I I kind of don't have that many questions, only because I know you guys, so I see. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the question I did have was the Zatanna thing, and you, the way you put it, all right, like she's the one that's the closest thing to a benevolent magician in DC, you know? Yeah. Um, and that if you're going to make a, a with a clear a magic book with a clear cut hero, then that's that's the choice. Um, personally, I, I like the ambivalent Constantine book that now just got canceled, by the way. But AT &T. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's about AT and T. AT and T canceling canceling books. <laughs> no, that that's all they're doing. Like all the shit that's been going down because of that. So yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We need to do hex books real quick. I'm sorry. Jay, do you give us hex books? Uh, in chat says uh, he would do action, detective, Shazam, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Nightwing, Justice League, Green Lantern, Titans, Swamp Thing, and Flash. And then he has this addendum. Shit. I should have scratched Nightwing from my list and put Vibe. Oh, well. That, that's just affirmative action on Hex part. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because I'm like... Like I, like, I think you're absolutely right, but I'm not mad at the idea of, like, putting in, like, a Latin hero, but I'm just like, is Vibe the guy? And I'm like... But at the same time, I'm like, I don't... I don't who, who else is Latin in D.C.? Kukulkan. Who? Is it Kukulkan? I forget the. I forget his name. I mean, uh, I, I guess Jessica Cruz technically is Latina, but that's definitely not the same vibe as vibe. <laughs> but I thought about a Nightwing book too, just because. Blue Beetle's Hispanic, isn't he? Oh yeah, the new Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Really, the new Blue Beetle now. I mean, he's been there for years. 
I mean, not Ted Cord. How about that? <laughs> not Ted Cord, Blue Beetle. Yes. I, I listen. I, I personally though would rather read a vibe book than than that Blue Beetle. Like the character is all right, but he hasn't. He's not really that interesting. Well, me? when you had a white guy writing him and writing him in Spanglish, like he didn't know how to use Spanglish, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, and and you're right. I, listen, it's not to say that he can never be interesting. I'm not saying that, but I'm just like, on, like on on the face of things, like let's say you get like somebody that actually understands Latin people and that could actually bring a Latin character to life. All things being equal, I still think I'd rather read Vibe. But oh, but you know what though? I just feel also too Vibe probably has a lot more wiggle room. Like I feel like like. That blue beetle is a little bit more established, which is sad to say. <laughs> but I do think it's true. So I guess my question for Lawrence is why would you go with the Young Justice book as opposed to a Teen Titans book? You know, I I kind of felt as though Young Justice feels like a little bit fresher. Like Teen Titans, of course, is the classic teen book. But I kind of feel like Teen Titans has like a certain amount of like weight and history to it, where it's like you might be able to get away with a lot more in a Young Justice book, which I mean, I think is evidenced by the last Young Justice that came out, right? Like, didn't the last Young Justice have like Jenny Hex in it? Yeah. Yeah, like... I don't think, like, you could not have done that in Teen Titans, I don't feel. I feel like Teen Titans has, like... Teen Titans is, like... It's almost like the... the it's like the... I don't want to say it like this, but this is the best way I can think of saying it. It's like the sidekick Justice League. You know what I'm saying? Like, Teen Titans at this point doesn't feel like it's a sidekick team it feels like it's the next Justice League, like the Justice League farm team. And I don't want the Justice League farm team book. I want, like, the hero, the, the Teen Heroes book. And I don't feel like Teen Titans is the Teen Heroes book anymore. It's, like, the Justice League farm, farm team. I mean, and that might be, you know what? That very well might be because they put Cyborg in the Justice League. <laughs> you know, like... You you clipped out for a second. Oh, I said that might be because they put Cyborg in the Justice League, and Cyborg was such a core part of Teen Titans too. Mm. So maybe that, yeah. But that that was my reasoning, where it's just like, you know, in in my mind, like, it's almost in the same way how like when you like look at the X Men, like the Teen X Men book used to be New Mutants. And then the new mutants were like all older. And it's like, you know, like you have a new mutants book right now. And there are some people in it that are like, you know, younger, new, like that are actually some of the newer mutants, but it really isn't the new mutants. It's like literally like that book is still about like 
the book, the people that were new mutants when that book came out, and all those people are adults now. So it almost kind of feels like that same kind of deal where it's like, you know, if you want like a, a fresher take, it's like Young Justice might be the way to go. Mm. Yeah, but it's 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 all like it, it is definitely more of like a marketing decision than it is like historically speaking from like you know the, the DC universe history. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm actually a little shocked, Oz, that you didn't go with the more classic um titles for for Superman Batman. Like you literally made like a Superman and a Batman book as opposed to like action and detective. Yeah, you don't really need those. Actually it said action and detective. Oh, you did say action and detective? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That's the traditional one. Right. Right. Action no, but Batman book detective is my Batman book. Right. Okay. Okay. So wait, was it you, Mo, that said a Superman book and a Batman book then, or did you say you said action and detective too? Right. Oh no, I didn't say action. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm sorry. I think I was thinking about Mo then, as opposed to Oz. Yeah, I, I think you do need a Mo just because. Dude, it's like you got like a thousand plus issues in those joints. Like, if you're only gonna have one Superman book or one Batman Racist. book, I think he's saying we. Well, here's the thing. You're gonna have you're gonna have those because they're institutions, and we saw when when New Fifty Two put them on, they were the of those respective icons books. Those were the lower quality books. Right. So it's like you ha you feel like you have to have them, and then they're not good. Like, what's the fucking point? Just bring them out later. Like, I, I mean, Detective and Action, I don't know about Action that much, but I know Detective wasn't about Batman first. That's true. Ne you know? Neither was... Oh, no, Action Comics 1 was about Superman. You're right. It was about Superman, but I don't know about Action Comics. You yeah, know? you're right. You're right. That, so it's like technically, like I mean, you got House of Mystery. House of Mystery became what was it like a Constantine book or something? Or, or in Marvel, Journey into Mystery became a Loki book, you know. But it's just, yeah. it's, it's just Loki. It's not Journey into Mystery. It's not the anthologies that they were doing in the era of EC Comics. Like the, those are all throwbacks to a time when you used to just buy that title for something new and different every time and i don't see a real need for that now that's fair and you know again it might just be like you know there's definitely a part of me that's a traditionalist so in my mind i'm like if there's only one superman book in my mind it should be action comics but yeah i could totally see somebody saying like hey it doesn't make sense to have a superman book and it's the only superman book and you don't call it superman like if I had, I mean, you we had the era of we had Action Comics, Superman, Man of Steel, right, and then I get the other one, Adventures of Superman mm -hmm. or something, and right. that's four books a month. Mm -hmm. Not all of them were good. If right. anything, like if I would keep a detective and the action around, that would be like just one shot stories of these characters. Mm -hmm. 
that maybe other characters related to these guys that that would be your impulse buy at the register. Like that wouldn't mm-hmm. be what the books. That would be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna see what's going on here. And you don't mm-hmm. have to come back for a second one. But I think that's the the that is the problem with comics is that you they need you to come back for the mm-hmm. next and that ruins something like detective or action mm-hmm. um, because it's like that's just another story to follow instead of you know what this is going to be an extra four bucks in our pocket because mm-hmm. they feel more inclined to buy a random issue than to start from a certain arc you know right right I, I will say too that I feel like Jay your plan is super brave with none of those single title books like <laughs> say what it's brave and bold Exactly. Because I'm just like, man, like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I would want to deal with the folks that are like, where's my Batman book? And, you know, you have to be like, oh, it's right here, but it's just all the Bat family. What? Because <laughs> it's funny because, you know, Joe complains, where's this person? And you're like, oh, he's right here. It's right. Like Marvel books. And then he gets right. mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay, Jay is 100% behind. The Jubilee solo series ongoing. <laughs> hey, right. But then when he's like, Well, I'm making your DC books, no one gets a solo book. Superman, I don't care how many pairs of underwear you have with his logo on it. <laughs> he's like, Read Justice League. You're welcome. <laughs> That's wild. That's really wild. But yeah, man. Well, cool, man. Hey, good job, fellas. Like that, yeah. That's that's really interesting. Like I'm just like, I am like, I definitely would like to see some of the books that you all propose get made. I think it'd be a breath of fresh air at, over at DC. But you know, I at this point, that. I don't need that acid reflux. <laughs> at this point, it, it's like, man, like, oh look, all those, all the people got fired. All the people got. Uh, uh, all the, the folks got, uh, or the books got canceled, or like what? How many titles in this past like week? Was it like, was it like 12? Like yeah. I thought yeah. it was 15, but it could be closer. No, it's probably 15. I like, I, I wasn't keeping close track. I was just like, man, that's a lot of titles though. And, you know, just like, they, hey. They cut all the titles I'm reading, so. And dude, like that was like a common thing that I saw in different threads as I read like comments and stuff where people were just like, well, that look, they basically got rid of everything I was reading. And I'm like, damn, like, which is messed up because it wasn't like it was like people were like reading like two books. It was like people were reading like four or five books and they just happened to cancel all the all of the four or five they were reading. And I'm like, damn, like how like I'm and don't get me wrong, I, I totally get that. If your books are okay, you're not going to be like, well, it's okay because everything I'm reading is still there. Like, that's the butthole move. So I get you're not going to see that comment often. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's interesting just how it turned out. So, yeah. All right. Well, shoot. Um, Hex said, get the license for Condorito. Condorito. That's, that's my, my 13th book. Condorito. The Awakening. Uh, according to this, <laughs> I was just looking at the Hispanic characters, Cal Rayner. Oh, what? yeah. You know what? I think that is true, right? He's like half, right? Half Mexican, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. 
Like Oz had no clue. He's like, I like him a little less now. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Oz, like he's half Mexican, half human. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> Don't look at me. Oz said that. Jeez, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be interesting. I think you're right, though, Oz. I think Kyle Rayner would be one of the Green Lanterns I kill off. Like, Kyle Rayner, for whatever reason, feels like he really doesn't have a place anymore. Like, after he was, like, the White Lantern, it's kind of like, okay. He kind of peaked right there. It's like... Hey, that's kind of messed up now. Like, if he's part Hispanic, that totally changes the uh, the New Guardian story where he breaks through the source wall Oh wow! Really? <laughs> this this fool was trying to was trying to trying to illegally enter illegal illegally enter the universe. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's rough, man. This fool's a inter interstellar uh, interstellar immigrant. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say interstellar wetback. Oh my God! Why? What? Why would I even say such a thing? Like, because it would be shocking and fun. Oh no, man! I can't do that. Oh my God! It's yeah. cringy and funny. It 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 is both. However, I would not feel comfortable saying that at all. <laughs> all right. So Oz, I know that you actually. May have to dip out sometime sooner than later. Anything else you want to talk about before uh, you got to go? Um, I quickly looked up Kyle Rayner mm-hmm. under race, and it's mm-hmm. an article about how presenting Kyle Rayner as Latino is racist. Why is it racist? I, <laughs> the click. I'd have to read the whole article because. Gotcha. Like the the little blurb just says that he's Irish American, and just because he found out his dad was was Mexican, like he, you know, he wasn't raised like that, so he shouldn't be presented as as Mexican. He hates himself now. I don't know. I it's whatever. I I could see people calling it a cop out, but it's never really been a part of that character. Like so. I don't think people. Well, I didn't even know about it. Yeah, it, it had to be like a page or something because I didn't. It, I didn't even know about it. It'd be hilarious if this little just takes like a, uh, a sharp turn all of a sudden. Like his dad is Mexican. He's like Az for la raza. <laughs> if he thought he was Irish American and then finds out he's part Mexican, okay, so he's gonna salute a flag that's red, white, and green. He's gonna be Catholic. He's gonna have a bunch of kids. He's gonna drink. Like it's the same thing. Mexican. <laughs> you know, his wife's gonna be barefoot and pregnant all the time. Mexican Irish. That's the same thing. It's just a matter of swi- swiping out the Guinness for the Corona. The only thing is, they're not gonna like him. That's it. That's the yeah. only difference. Like, yeah, Def- definitely Rainer. <laughs> Rainer, Rainer's on the kill list on my Green Lantern Corps book. 
It's like another course coming after him. <laughs> I, it's like you're an intergalactic police. We're on Earth police. <laughs> Put the ice in police. Yeah. 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 I'll play this review music and we'll get into these comments. Okay, let's do it. All right. Well, I'm out. All right. All right. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Be safe. Review. Uh, like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. That's the joint. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right, uh, Moses. Why don't you talk to us about Junji Ito's Smashed? So it's a horror anthology. You know how much I love those. And we do know. Uh, so I, I watched the collection for a review sometime last year, the, the anime on Crunchyroll. And it, I thought it was like, it was wild. It was a little weird. And uh, so I'm like, you know what? They, they have this. Uh, I thought it was on sale. And it, it might very well be. Uh, it came up on the suggested ad on some algorithm on my phone. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy this shit right now. <laughs> and, uh, it's not easy buying stuff on Comixology if you have iOS. So I actually had to wait. Oh, really? So my impulse buy took about seventy-two hours. Wait, uh, why? Why is it hard to buy it? Because it's Amazon, and they make it hard to buy things on Amazon apps on iOS because they don't get really. It yeah. So oh, wow. on my phone says everything on a wish list. And then if I log in to Comixology on my computer, then it's like, oh, here's your cart, you know? And then you, I buy it from there, then I can just download it on my iOS. So That's wild. Because, so they make yeah. you go through like a, literally an entire extra hoop. Right. And uh, I don't like it, but there's not much I can do about it. I mean, if, if Amazon decided to like make a tablet or a phone that was actually worth it, mm -hmm. I'd just switch over to that, you know? Um, but they haven't, so I'm not going to. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I put it on my wish list. I fired up the Kindle, charged it up, bought it, and then downloaded it on my iPad. And mm. I read, yeah, so I read, it's 400 pages for 15 bucks. Now, that's, that's a lot of stories. It, oh yeah, I don't Hell know how many there. They're like twenty stories or something in there, and they're fast reads. Like I think the first story is about thirty-five pages, but it goes by quick. Mm -hmm. um, I read about three. My favorite one of the three that I read was one called um, "Earthbound," the Earthbound, and it's just a story. Like actually, I'll, I'll share the screen with you real quick. Okay. Uh, let's cancel that. Um, I don't think I got to read that one, unfortunately. Uh, what a douche. I know. I was just thinking that about myself. I'm like, what Which a douche. But that's the picture right there. You can see it. This little lady goes to her apartment and just finds a dude planted there. So in this story... <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah. It's so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually feel like getting that tattoo of just a dude crucified like that. 
Um, it just looks so cool. Um, and uh, but that's yeah, what you see, really, huh? You see cool when you see that, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks tight. Uh, so Jinji Ito's horror stories are a little weird because they're grounded in like everyday life, so they feel like slice of life stories when you talk, see these characters experiencing these things. And um, you know, like the f- first one was about uh, anorexia and bulimia, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's really about that, but then it just takes this crazy horror, creepy turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is actually about uh, these people that just show up to these places and they can't move. They're just grounded in that spot. And when they try to move them, they actually break apart and like pieces of their body fall off. Like they want to stay there and they're trying to figure out why. And this lady right here in, in this picture, you see, she. She actually um, is kind of working for a press group that's kind of investigating this. And she's asking them questions and they don't know why. And and she figures out that it's because they're drawn to these areas because of their guilt. So it turns out that that dude that she finds was the dude that assaulted her in the past. And Mm. um, he actually assaulted the previous tenant of this. Uh, apartment, and that's why he was drawn to that. And uh, it was a weird turn, and and it, it got it got dark quick, you know. Mm. Um, and it's more of a psychological vibe to that one because it's just like wow, like they gave you a lot of this context from these people and this main character in a short amount of time with just dialogue, not even like narration and, and stuff like that. So. I felt that story was particularly impressive and enjoyable to me. Um, I didn't get any further beyond this, uh, but I'm going <laughs> to right reading these. It's funny because uh, I, I was talking to uh, my friend Raymond today. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, Raymond is is big on Japanese culture and anime and manga. Yeah. And you know, um, you know, he's asking. He he asked me. He's like, "Hey, what are you what are you doing uh, for the rest of the day?" And I'm like, "Man, I gotta go back home and read this Junji Ito stuff for the show tonight." And he's like, "You're not go- you do like." I notoriously don't go to Not Scary Farm every year. <laughs> yeah. My friends, they these guys, they go to Not Scary Farm, and they they always try to entice me to go with them. <laughs> like literally, like. Like we'll pay for your ticket, we'll buy all your food. We just want you to come. I'm like, no, I'm not going. They like literally, like you know, like they're like, hey man, I'll buy you this if you come to Not Scary Farm. I'm like, I don't want to go to Not Scary Farm. Good. And this fool literally said to me, he's like, you won't go to Not Scary Farm, but you'll read Junji Ito. (laughs) That's what he said to me. And I was like, dude, I'm like, like yeah, I'm like Junji Ito is like a book, and so I feel a lot more in control of what I'm reading. Even though it's still scary, it's eerie as hell, you know what I'm saying? But you know, but it, it was funny to me that in his mind, he's like, you know, walking or, or going to a theme park that turns into like a, a live action horror movie, like reading a Junji Ito comic is equitable. <laughs> you know, to, to him, he's like, you know, a person in real life might chase you with a chainsaw. <laughs> and that's the same thing as reading Junji Ito. <laughs> and, and you know what? 
I was reading it today and I was like, you know what? I understand. I understand because I was like creeped out. I was like literally I was reading it uh, digitally and, you know, and I'm like flipping from page to page and there's literally I can feel the tension in yeah. regards to me getting ready to flip to the next page because I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to see. And I'm like, I'm like, this fool's good. <laughs> this fool's good. Because <laughs> I don't feel that with every horror thing I read. Some horror things are just like, ah, I'm going to see something, but I don't, you know, I'll be fine. It's, like, it's, it's going to be interesting as opposed to terrifying. And, and with Judy Ito, I'm like, it might mess me up a little bit for a little while. So hopefully what, I'll read it in a day. <laughs> one of the standout qualities of this, well, his art style is that it's not very, like, it, it's, the layouts are good, but it's not a lot of detail. Like, you just see a lot of, like, white negative space, and, and it's mm -hmm. not gray washed. It's just flat, but it manages to stick out and create that ambiance. And it mm -hmm. happens with every story. And, it, it you know, from watching the anime of the Jinjito collection and reading it, like, the color and stuff doesn't, take it away but mm -hmm. I really do like that stripped down style like there's one where yeah. it's a bunch of tickling people and that looked crazy as hell it's like man if they did this in live action they'd probably just ruin this <laughs> yeah yeah Jay what'd you think of Smashed um I liked it like I read the whole thing today you read the whole thing yeah I mean uh, some of these I had read before. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was able to go through them. Like mm -hmm. I did reread them, but yeah, you know, they went a little faster. Yeah, but yeah, like I like this book a lot. Like Smashed is actually one of my favorite Junji Ito stories uh, because it's like. Junji Ito is known for not being like a deep person. Mm -hmm. Like he just like will look at something in everyday life and then just make it horrifying. <laughs> and uh, Smash is kind of like, yeah, I can see how he did that, but it also. It's oh, you, you cut out for a second. It also what? It was kind of weird because I feel like you could. Because what it's about is these people are eating honey and they have to try and avoid being seen, uh, but then they eat it anyway. And then they get smashed. And it's like, man, like, there's so many people out there figuratively, like metaphoric metaphorically, trying to get that honey and then they get smashed. Like, they just can't help it. And it's like, it just resonates with me. <laughs> Word. Yeah. I'm going to go into more detail, but you guys haven't read it, so. Word. And I know Mo is probably going to at some point, and you probably will not. Oh, listen. Well, I appreciate that subliminal shade. I'll take well, it. Well, <laughs> If we get, you know, if we get 300,000 likes, Larry will, will, will read the rest of it. And we're I, I listen, I guarantee you if we get 300,000 likes, I will read the rest of it. 
That's that's without question. So I need I need every person listening to to like it fifty thousand times. <laughs> every person listening, fifty thousand go between now and next week. <laughs> no, it's kind of a shame. There used to be a, a dude that did horror narrations of Junji Ito's stories. What happened to him? Um, I think he got into some copyright issues, even though he wasn't monetizing. Mm-hmm. And I think he did end up getting into some copyright issues. And so he like bounced and went to Instagram. Uh, but they were really good because it was still interesting. But since he's kind of like walking you through it, it's a little less intense, mm. even though you can still get like, I mean, he's just, he's showing the artwork, and the artwork is a lot of what's horrifying mm-hmm. about Junji Ito. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like he's holding your hand through it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that would have been good for you. <laughs> yes, I, I would agree. S- speaking of horrifying artwork, can we talk about Cat Diary? Yes. Um, and you know we'll we'll come back to Smashed, obviously, because I know we're going to do like a little bit of compare and contrast here. So tell the people what Cat Diary is. Uh, basically, Junji Ito, his wife got a cat, and he kind of made a comic about it. And it's a slice of life comic, but drawn with the horror art style, like it's, it's <laughs> normal art. And he he still does all his normal tricks to like fuck with you. Like, his wife doesn't have, like, pupils, and he goes, like, he does the things where, like, you'll zoom into the eye and, like, show all the veins and Mm -hmm. does the body, like, morphing, but it's all just, like, your standard, (laughs) pardon me, slice of life stuff. Like, his wife buys a cat tower. And uh, he doesn't want to put it together. And then the next thing is, the next panel is him putting it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though the drawings are horrifying. <laughs> like, it's pretty cool to me. Like, I love the contrast. And between him telling, like, a story to be scary and him telling a story meant to be funny, drawn in this horror artwork, like, it's amazing to me, like, and it's so fun. It, it just makes it funnier. Like, I don't think it would be as funny, funny if it was like normal artwork. Mm-hmm. And you've got this horror artwork, and it's like, man, like, this is terrifyingly funny. <laughs> uh, Mo, you get the chance to mess with this at all? I, I did not. Okay. But I, I, it sounds interesting. I, I saw that it's like autobiographical, so then the way Joe explained it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I didn't and, remember uh, that when I read it. Wait, you said what? You didn't remember what? I didn't remember or or know that it was autobiographical when I read it. Oh, and so. I, I was fully prepared for something terrible to happen. <laughs> Especially, like you said, like 
it's it's kind of played for laughs, but it is still in that horror art style, like you said. Like, and the eye is the perfect example because there was a point yeah. where the eye, like his, they do a close up of, of his eye thinking about this cat that's coming to his house, and I was just like, oh damn, this cat's gonna be terrible. <laughs> and then the cat comes, and it's like, oh dude, it does have a cursed face. I agree. <laughs> that cat. That cat is gonna kill them in their sleep. And that's gonna be a shame because I'm not even sure if anyone's gonna find them except for the other the other cat. And I'm just like, well, that's the way it goes when you mess with Junji Ito. Sometimes cuddly pets kill you in your sleep. But that didn't happen yet. I read only I read two chapters. I know we only talked about chapter one, but I read two chapters. Unless chapters are different i don't know like yeah but i think i read two chapters but yeah it's it's interesting just because it's like you know i have cats myself and i was just like are my cats dangerous you know how scary yeah well, well remember oh uh, isn't even here but his uh wife amber remember she used to say that that Selena was possessed. I do remember that. Yeah, I'm not certain that she was wrong. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. And Poppy's yeah. just a dick. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's 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 wild. But it it was I mean, I, I personally found both of these books really interesting. And it was definitely a thing where like the only thing that stopped me from reading both was knowing that I actually had to come on the show to, or reading both to completion was that I had to come and do this show tonight. Cause I was like, okay, well I need to stop or else other stuff that, you know, like the show's not going to be ready, <laughs> you know? So I was like, okay, well, yeah, but it's, it's good stuff, man. The, the, it's, it's really interesting just like how this person's mind works. And I don't know, like you know, I, it's it's a talent. Like Which, the dude, the dude thinks in darkness. And it's weird because, well, I didn't hear him talk, but I know Joe saw his panel at Comic Con at home, and he had some criticism of how weird it was to have him talk. I don't know, was it a, just a translation thing, or was his overall vibe, Joe? No, it was just like listening to him and. Because he, he's speaking Japanese and just like he's giving like these full on answers. And so I would be listening for like like three or five minutes and then Tim like give his answer in Japanese and then listening to the translator give it. It was just throwing me off a little. Okay. So it wasn't his overall vibe. No. Like, uh, Ethel's probably like real regular, and that's the scary yeah. part. Well, <laughs> I get that sense from a lot of Japanese culture where it's like that's your escape so that you can be normal. Right. Right. I mean, it's like catharsis. Yeah. Where here it's kind of like somebody tells something like that, you're like, uh. Right. Right. What's in the closet? 
Yeah. Right, right. In America, that's called planning. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wrote a story about killing five people for no apparent yeah. good reason. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay. And then two years later, that dude kills six people. Yeah. He was actually, it was actually restraint that he was showing like, in his stories. <laughs> I was killing my five. <laughs> like it's a happy accident bonus right 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 <laughs> um i i put a link in our twitch chat um okay and cool. it's this korean tattoo artist i believe it's a she and uh she does a lot of jinji ito inspired tattoos oh and okay and now oh, oh. with pandemic is uh, a lot of inspired art. Oh, only for the Twitch, the only for the Twitch chat, YouTube chat. Screw you guys. No. Yeah, <laughs> the thing to put it in there, and it's gonna sound because Streamyard doesn't let me actually take part in chat. Wait, really? Like, I mean, I see the chat, but I can't, I can't like type in the chat. I can do private chat. But I can't do. Oh, put it in private chat. I'll put it in in both things, or I'll put it in YouTube too. Because I'm just like, wait, what? Like I thought, I thought you could see the both chats too, but no, I, I can, might be wrong. I can, like, I I I was trying to put it on Discord so that I can pick it up here, but my computer's processor is acting up. So, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I put it in private chat. And you can yeah. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I give the Smashed Anthology five out of five, and I I want a Jinjito tattoo done by that artist. I'm gonna go look at the Instagram after the show. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> maybe tomorrow morning. And here's the thing: a lot of Jinjito's art and by extension the the inspired art from this tattoo artist Suzani uh, that's her Instagram handle um, is uh, it, it's actually very like innocent looking even though it can be scary looking you know um, I think part of it is the actual story that scares you more than the actual visual at least me um, but you know <laughs> It's all that for me. All that. <laughs> but no, I feel where you're coming from. You're right. Like, I mean, one thing that makes, like, you know, once you start reading Junji Ito is he definitely sets a tone. And so, you know, the story, like, it, everything is working in concert, obviously. But I, I do think some of the images are strange in and of themselves. But I can definitely think of some images that look creepy or, or they seem like they look creepy uh, because of what I'm reading, but they very well, like, with no context, it might be fine. It, it, it actually might be, like, comical without context. So, you know. I, actually, I could think of that in um, the, the second story in the anthology. What's that called? The one with the, the comedy troupe girls? Oh yeah, like, uh, prime time. Right, like I feel like they're like what they look like in without context very well might be considered comical, 
but because of the story, it's like, nah, this is creepy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, Jay, what'd you think of Smashed? What would you rate it? I liked it. I would rate it a four. Yeah. Like, Suichi's in it, and I'm not a fan of him. But, you know, at least he gets his ass kicked. <laughs> Joe got vendettas against fictional characters. They deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve it. Uh, yeah, it, it's fantastic, which, you know, uh, I think I'd give it four and a half. It's, it's a great read. If, you, if, you, if you're not familiar with Junji Ito's stuff and you enjoy manga uh, and horror, or m- manga or horror, you should mess with it. If you enjoy both, it's like a must read. So just that simple. So I'd give it a four and a half. Uh, what would you rate Cat Diary, Jay? Um, I would say four and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really funny and it's fun, like, seeing the contrast of horror artwork with comedy, slice of life. Like, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's at least based on what I've read from Junji Ito previously, it's definitely way different. Uh, and in in a good way, <laughs> um, you know, I can't tell you that there'll be less tension because I know for me it was still tense reading, even though it was light uh, after the fact, <laughs> like looking back on it. But I enjoyed it. I would give it a four. It's it's not what Junji Ito is known for, but it's still well done. And uh, it's, I think you would enjoy it. It'll be like, if you're like, okay, I'm a fan of, of this person. It feels like something you need to read for, um, I, I mean, at the very least for completionist kind of purposes. Like, you know, so you can have a breath of what Junji Ito is capable of. So yeah, it's good stuff. Cool. Good job, gents. Um, I know we're coming to the close of things here. Uh, oh, Jesus, Moses. What are you doing? What is that? No. That's one of the tattoos. That this did. was supposed to wait for the morning, Mo. Yeah, but I couldn't. Look at the face is all dysmorphed. And unfortunately, I couldn't show you the top part because StreamYard only lets me do a certain type, so... I'm a, why don't why don't you you can share this the the like you're you're putting that in place of your screen but can't you share? Yeah, but oh that's Jesus, right you it can't looks, share. It looks this way. Oh, okay, no. I, I don't see the borders with my search and all that. Yeah, like, got gotcha. you. I think you should not show that until the morning. I'm thinking of getting the tattoo, but I, I don't. The thing is that artist specifically said that she doesn't want people using her art unless she actually tattoos the that's why I haven't. But mm. I gotta fix my green screen. So she's like, Don't get tattoos of my yeah. art that's 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 after somebody else's art unless right. you get it from me. 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because she's not like tracing his art. She's creating art based on that influence, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess I could see that. Oh, man, listen. I just need you to be off the show. Because you got that, that, yeah, you got that dude behind you. And that's I've had that the whole time. That's been there the whole time? I didn't know what it was before. Yeah, well, now you do. What? Like, and that that's was, why? That was my green screen the whole time. Oh, well, see, listen. I didn't realize that that was a person. Because yeah. you're, yeah. See, because I couldn't see his, his pants. <laughs> the pants are, the pants are what makes it truly terrifying when you put the khakis on. It's like, oh my god! It's like that guy's corporate and terrifying. Yeah. He's he's. Want to do it the news at all before we leave? Or? I mean, we can if you all want to do it. Do it real quick. It's up to you all. How do you all feel about it? You want some news? I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that stands out. I mean, they canceled the. What is it? They they're trying to they they fired the guy from Squidbilly. Oh yeah. There's that. There's the what else? And you're, you're saying wow. you think you think Harmon might be on the horizon too, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna make an argument where it's like, oh, racism is bad, but pedophilia is good. Like that might force their <laughs> hand to fire him. Yes. Yeah. 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 I I don't know, man. I like. Maybe. I kind of. Oh, what do you say, Jay? Conversation we had back in the day. About we had okay to rape dolls or not. Did we actually have that conversation? Mm-hmm. You guys did. I had no part of that. <laughs> no, you did. You were yeah, you said it was okay. Well, it's dolls, yeah. Yeah, you guys, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm just happy to know that I was consistent. <laughs> Because I was just like, hey, I'm like, I don't think he's gonna get fired only because it's not a real person, you know? <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's distasteful. Yeah, but isn't that part of COVID's thing too? Like you lose taste. <laughs> so, uh, a little bit of bad news. Okay. Um. Uh, Nichelle Nichols, who played Ahura on Star Trek, the original series, uh, was a victim of elder abuse. Oh, fuck. So now the family has uh, lost a go abuser. And uh, if you want to do that, you can uh, find that on GoFundMe. Yeah, I did hear a little bit about the story, and that it sounds terrible. Or, or well, what I'll say is this: obviously, if she was the victim of elder, like, yeah. say it what? Like, it's, it sounds like you're going to be like, it sounds terrible, but <laughs> well, it's not. But it's more that the way that I've heard the story, and again, like you know, obviously, I'm hearing it secondhand. It. It just, it seems strange the way that it's being put out there and presented. It's almost like she got scammed, not like physically abused or anything like that, which is still elder abuse, mind you. It's just that it feels like a, a lot of the, like the story 
doesn't necessarily like I don't know if it was the way that it was told to me, but the details don't necessarily seem to add up. And at the end of the day, it's not like it's Michelle Nichols coming asking for money. It's like her her son, right? Is it her son? Um, it doesn't say, or I don't see which family member it is. Okay. And I'm not saying she has to come and beg us or anything like that, because Lord knows it's like, dude, Michelle Nichols is is an OG and deserves like you know all her flowers now and is like you know trailblazed on television. It's just that it would lend more to the credibility to you know hear something I guess from her as opposed to just like it second and third hand, you know. So I'm hoping that it it all gets you know cleared up and people help her if she needs help. Uh, the story here says the suit is against Nicole's former caretaker and alleges that Nicole's was financially abused by a person pretending to protect her interests. Yeah. That's, that, that's... Sister Marion Smothers launched a campaign to help cover the legal fees involved with the suit, which hopes to recoup money allegedly stolen from Nichols. At like I heard time, that... The... Oh, go ahead. The Shields up. Nichelle Nichols' GoFundMe campaign was at thirty-five thousand of its hundred thousand dollar goal. Yeah, the, the the whole like you know, I guess like the the person that was supposed to be the caretaker got power of attorney and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, how do they get power of attorney? Like, if you know, it's not like she was like incapacitated mentally or physically. So, what would be the need? For the person to have power of attorney and like you know, I don't know. It just it just seems like a, a weird, a weird uh, like stream of events. So I'm just like, okay, well, yeah. But I, I hope she's okay, and I hope it turns out like she, she deserves things to be good for her. You know, throughout the rest of her life, she did enough. That, you know, and brought enough joy to so many people that it's just like, and like trailblazed, I mean, in real ways, you know, so it's just like, I hope that she uh, gets all the things that that are coming to her. Now, Joe, uh, earlier, uh, you kind of cut off when you're talking about the GoFundMe details. So you said they're asking for money to put a hit on the abuser. Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> To get the money back. Oh, okay. okay. I was in chess as we talked about sex dolls. Did we? We well, did. But yeah. We <laughs> yeah, we uh, talked about that. I was referring to. <laughs> I was referring to a comic, and I don't remember the name, but in it, a guy rapes a, this family's daughter, and Mo and Lawrence thought it was cool. <laughs> a doll instead of like living, and I'm like, dude, this it's their daughter. Whether she's alive or not, it's still their daughter. Like raping someone's daughter is fucked up. And I don't remember the title of the comic, but Mo might remember. I do not remember, but I almost saw your lip quiver when you said Mo. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I almost saw your lip quiver, the the Joe facetious lip quiver where you go. No, it wasn't facetious. Yeah. Like 
No, 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 no. I, I said I almost saw it. I didn't, you know, you didn't do it. Yeah. But I'm looking yeah. for it. I'm looking for it. Where's the look? There it is. <laughs> there it is. Do you remember what comic that was, Ma? No, I don't. Um, dang. Actually, what I've been wanting to ask you, because your memory is so awesome, yeah. but it's in the it's been in the back of my head lately. Uh, there was a comic we reviewed about the super uh, superhero like talent show where it was like American Idol but with superheroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, do you remember but, that? One? Yeah, it was. Uh, was it written by Fialkov? Yeah, was it written? I think it was written by Josh Fialkov on Image. And it was. Let me see. Damn it. I'm actually Googling his bibliography right now. Mm. Yeah, I remember. I I, I remember. I think I know the one you're talking about, but. No, that's not it. Um, okay. uh, 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 maybe it wasn't Pialka. Well, I this don't know. Doesn't have anything on the move, but I just remember the oh. art was gorgeous, and I've been kind of wanting to re get that. Yeah. I can't for the life of me remember the name of it. And yeah. I know I went to images because I thought it was image and I went to the homepage and I'm yeah, like, I thought it was all the titles and like none of them is ringing a bell. Damn it. Yeah, I remember I remember actually reviewing it. Like I remember what we were wearing and <laughs> where we were sitting, but I don't remember the title. Because it was at Larry's house on Wednesday night, and Larry and I were both in the middle couch, and you were off to the side, and you were wearing jeans and a button-down shirt, kind of like what you're wearing now. <laughs> and uh, it's a it's a superhero talent show comic. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like American Idol, where they have like uh, like a group of superheroes, and they're all competing to join their version of the Justice League, and. Mm. Apparently she lies. Like the reason she's joining is because she actually has a vendetta against the Justice League's main villain, and so they're like have a little conflict. But then they forgive her and let her go. And then when she gets a chance to fight him, she like fucks everyone over, and then she <laughs> has to, like make everything right again. Man, I mean that sounds interesting. No, it was great. And the art was beautiful. I'm I'm just trying to see if if it's something that I might be able to find real quick, but I don't see it. It's like when you start putting America yeah. in in with superhero comics, all you get are, are Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> all you get is Captain America, Miss America, America Made. It's like, okay, we get it. So, uh, in other news, um, they recently added the well, just FYI, the uh, the HasLab 
Marvel Legends Sentinel is in its final five days of funding. Um, it smashed through all the tier goals or whatnot, but they added one. Uh, they added for 16,000 backers. It was, uh, it's a tri-sentinel head. So uh, it right now, it's currently at like 14,000, well, almost 15,000 backers. So we got five, five days to add another like 1,200 uh, backers if people want that tri-sentinel head with all the other tiers that they've gotten. Basically, it's coming with like two figures, two tendrils, battle damaged, uh, sentinel head in hand, uh, uh, master mold head. Uh, nice. And I think, I think that that's, I think that's it. It comes with a bastion and a, a, um, a try, I mean, a, um, sentinel prime, a female sentinel prime figure. But like real Bastion, right? Yeah, yeah, actual Bastion, yeah. Like a Marvel, a Marvel Legends, you know, six-inch Bastion. So it'll fit in with the rest of the line. It's it's look, it's good stuff, man. And the it's it's really interesting though. The funny part is they announced the Tri Sentinel head this past. Oh, yesterday actually it was yesterday that they made that announcement, among other announcements with uh, Venom, the Venom line for Marvel Legends. And um, it's so funny, man. Like, I'm like, man, you can't please all the fans, man. Because some cats were like, try a Sentinel head. What's the use of having a try Sentinel head if you don't have a try Sentinel body that has six arms? And it's just like, <laughs> what? My guy, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like, I mean, the tri Sentinel has six arms because it's like three Sentinels fused together. So it does have six arms. Yeah. Well, why would you I mean, the reality is, it's like if you already funded it and you just happened to get an additional head that wasn't even a part of the original campaign, I'm just like, I mean, if they don't like it, they could throw it away. Like, you you literally don't have to use it. But it's like, but I, to me, I'm just like, dude, like, I mean, of course it's not going to have six arms because it's not the Tri Sentinel, it was the Sentinel. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm more mad that you don't get a little tiny Spider-Man to like punch his foot like was it Amazing Spider-Man 131 to punch the Sentinel foot? <laughs> yeah, like that cover for uh, Amazing Spider-Man 131. This, this is how this is how deep Moses's Spider-Man fandom goes. Like I say Sentinel, which is obviously an X-Men thing. And he's like, I remember when Spider-Man was involved with that thing. <laughs> like the random one issue that has Spider-Man punching a sentinel foot. And he's like, why does it come with a Spider-Man? Well, Spider-Man isn't and well, I guess technically he might be an X-Man, but he's not an X-Man. <laughs> you better stop it. Hold on. Let me full screen you. Damn. Come on, man. I was in here like I don't know what that's from. I don't. I've never seen that before. It's like, but 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 now I'm as angry as you are. Where's my Spider Man that punches the Sentinel foot, Hasbro? Bunch of you guys resting on your laurels over here. It was issue three twenty nine. Okay, hey, listen. The fact that you just remember it off the top of your head is amazing. 
I hope one day to have a memory in that way, shape, or form. And just a look, just half of that memory capacity. It I'm was sitting a, here like, what did I have for breakfast? I don't know. It was an act. It was an acts of vengeance epilogue. Acts of vengeance. That's a Ghost Rider story. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I remember that. But yeah. So anyway, I say all that to say, uh, if you don't have or. You know, if you're looking to get a, a kick-ass Sentinel, you have five days or else. And after that, you know, then you have to get charged an arm and a leg in the aftermarket for it. So, you know, mess with it. Now, I believe we mentioned this on the show already. But today, uh, the 300th issue of Heavy Metal came out. Oh, congratulations, you guys. You that's amazing. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to subscribe because nobody sells it anymore. (laughs) Dang, that's crazy. End of an era, man. You could buy it on technology. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, that I want physical because it it comes at a big size and everything. But yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. uh, we play rapidly. Yeah, let's do it. Jay, give us some final thoughts, buddy. So tonight, starting at midnight, so Thursday, uh, three new episodes of Infinity Train come out. Sounds good. Sounds good. Moses Magnum, final thoughts. Uh, if you like what we talked about, Jinji Ito, um, you might like Shintaro Kago. I put the link in our Twitch chat. If you're listening on Twitch, you can see that. Larry could probably put it on. I put it in so you could put it on YouTube, Larry. And uh, yeah, Google Shintaro Kago. Sounds good. Sounds good. I I put it there. Uh, For the entire Fantastic Forum, Oz included, thank you all for listening. We do appreciate you. Uh, If you have any thoughts in regards to what it is that we're doing here on the show and, you know, you want to either chime in on what you liked or you want to tell us about something we should cover or you want to tell us what you didn't like and what we should change, feel free to go ahead and put those comments into the chat if you like. Or you can always hit us on Instagram, Fantastic Forum on Instagram, and uh, either comment on something that we have there, slide into our DMs, whatever you like to do, man. You can make that happen. So uh, for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you again. We do appreciate you, and we'll be back next week.